Today's episode of The Trail Show is brought to you by Hiker Trash. Calling all Hiker Trash. Did you through hike this year? Section hike? Think about hiking but only ate Cheetos on the couch? We've got some goods for you. We are Hiker Trash and so are you. Check out our trucker hats, visors, shirts, and more on our website at www.wearehikertrash.com. With over 20,000 miles backpacked between Hiker Trash founders Shira and Brian, and over a million calories yogied from unsuspecting tourists, we know what it's like to get funny looks from the locals. Give them more to talk about with our new Earn the Dirt design. After all, our stuff looks better dirty. And remember, 5% off your purchase goes back to support the trails www.wearehikertrash.com You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy on a little nub-nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. <laughs> Oh, yes. We're coming to you live from the Bobby Walters studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is The Trail Show. And we are live at our new South Boulder studio telecasting complex in what we hope to be our new and permanent Trail Show recording location. To be determined. Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 80 countries across the globe we are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. We have a b- 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 big show for you today. Grande! Let's uh, <clears throat> let's can this opener music, and uh, we have somebody that we need to introduce. Aww, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. he was taping a special across the hallway. Nice. That was so fortuitous. In studio this month, we have Climber, son of Dirtmonger, and professional belcher, Stephen Twinkle Shaddock. Stephen! Hello, hello. Welcome. Hello, Thanks Steve. for joining us, Twinkie. Yeah. Twinkle. Hey, thank you. And just out of curiosity, what, what kind of special were you taping across the hallway? Was that of the nail studio? <laughs> the tanning sl- studio? I can't talk about it on there. I'm sorry. All right. We'll, we'll get to that later. So let's set the table for this month and uh, tell the folks what we're serving up. Dila, will you set the table? We've got a buffet of surfaces this month. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that. No, right. no, no, no. Right. Okay. Yeah, right, it's set fine. the table. It's set the table. Wait, it's buffet well, it's the services. same thing every month. Yeah, yeah. We'll just All right, here we go. We have our guest, Stephen Twinkle Shattuck. We've got trail news with Special 41. We've got the trail of the month, which is a trail that Twinkle has himself pioneered. Ooh. He has the OKT on this route. That's right. <laughs> the only known time because nobody <laughs> else has done this. But I'm sure you have if once you hear about what we're talking about, then you listeners can come out and challenge his OKT. Ooh. That's what we're hoping will happen this week. We've got trips from the past month. Me and Disco went hiking. I don't think anybody else did. I did. Oh, P.O.D. did. Special? I did. Oh, cool. We all went hiking. Twinkle? Twinkie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you probably like scaled some 5, 10 peaks or something. All right, um, we've got our embedded reporter, Out of Order, who sends another dispatch from Europe. I can't wait to hear this guy. 
Oh, yeah. He's, he, he calls you out by name, too. I remember him from last month, man. This guy's fun. Woo-wee. Disco's <laughs> trail tip. He's going to wash a pot with Twinkle. We've got iTunes Top 5. Which, really? Do we really have iTunes yeah, Top 5? I don't Come know. On. We'll have put to, the see. Kibosh we'll have to see how it plays out. This is going to be our shortest trail show ever, so we might put the kibosh in iTunes Trail 5. Uh, we might, you know, we're going to keep it at like 30 minutes this month. Sorry, guys. You know what we could show. keep shorter is what? the setting of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. Mailbag, trail so media, spirit of month, ask a hiker, ask a she hiker, <laughs> gear review, and round table. All right, here it is. You know what time it is, folks. Oh, yeah. It's my dear Renzo's. Of the month. Mike, what are we drinking? Well, for starters, I have in front of me a Glean Green. That's with a Green G- Flash. Not Glean, but Green Flash. Tangerine Soul Style IPA. Can I try that? Yeah. And I was actually just out front carving on my uh, longboard yeah. with my really soft wheels. And <laughs> this beer is perfect if you're going to cruise around mm. town carving on your longboard, man. You got a hoverboard? Drink a green flash tangerine soul style IPA. You won't fall off and break any bones. We've got a San Diego themed beer of yes, the month here, and we we should say wash pot. Yeah, let me talk about that for a second. So we've got the we've got a Sculpin mixer, and we have this uh, green flash tangerine that, IPA. That would be a ballast so, point mixer. Oh, ballast points. Sorry, yes. Anyway, um, so wash pot stayed with us a couple weeks ago or something. And he did his laundry while he was at our house. And then after he left, we found $40 in the washing machine. <laughs> and so we texted him, we're like, did you lose $40 out of your shirts? And he was like, I mean, maybe. I could always use another $40. He was like, just keep it. You can buy beer for the show. So, so thanks to Washbot doing his laundry at our house. He is the show sponsor this month. <laughs> and, and, and he left us enough money not just to buy good beer, but also... A bag of ice. Take no that, way. the onion. Ooh. Ooh. Seriously? Yeah, we, oh. we did buy ice with his wow, donation. That's, that's pretty well. sweet. And with all the news is fit to be heard, Mr. Special 41, special take it away. All right, so first off, we're going to uh, say a happy 50th birthday to the Snoqualmie Point, or I'm sorry, to the uh, Washington Trails Association. Yoo-hoo! They had their uh, 50th birthday celebration at Snoqualmie Point. And yeah, they had a bunch of fun activities. Uh, music, food trucks, uh, some booths, log cross-cutting. Oh, hey now. Yeah, practice those uh, trail building skills. So a, a happy, happy uh, 50th to them, uh, the Washington Trails Association. Uh, then we have, uh, we're going to go all the way to the Southern Hemisphere for this next bit of news. Okay. S- somewhat trail-related, yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, a gentleman who was hitchhiking around New Zealand, and apparently his uh, travels kind of came to a halt. For four days yeah, well, let's, in one little town. Folks might remember, we had Sidewinder on the show a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. And he spent eight hours hitching, trying to hitch out of Salmon, Idaho, while he was on his CDT through hike. And it didn't happen. So he actually gave up, went back, got a hotel room again, and he was completely defeated. And up until this story, eight hours is the longest I've ever heard of someone not getting a hitch. Now this I, guy I've waited longer than eight hours, but this guy has yeah. the longest known time, the LKT, by three additional days. Four, four days <laughs> is a, is a long time. I feel like you have to be doing something wrong, yeah. to wait four days. Let me let me read from the article. May I? May I, I read? I, oh, I you mean, have if, it. If you like, I was just about to uh, to to pick out some choice quotes. Well, yeah. Well, Ooh. 
Uh, What's the headline? Just read the headline. You sound like you want. You've got a particular <laughs> one. Why don't, you, why don't you go for it? <laughs> okay. It says on the fourth day after no one had picked him up, he went berserk. In quotes, allegedly attacking the welcome to Punakaiki. I'm saying it like Punakaiki. Yeah. I said it like Hawaiian. It's right on the tongue. Punakaiki sign with a rock, abusing motorists and throwing other roadsides into the local river. Did it say anything? Yeah, I, I think some of the quotes are definitely pretty great. Oh, he threw a his threw an absolute hissy fit. <laughs> he was lying prone on the road, screaming that New Zealanders were assholes, and he couldn't wait to get back to Europe. Says local Neil Muet. Did we point out the fact that he's a Frenchman? Um, <laughs> we did now. He was Frenchman. <laughs> he was. Here's another quote. He was a spoiled millennial, and he created a hell of a din. A yeah, hell of a that's din. That's a good one. <laughs> what about? Did he lose the plot? He did lose the plot. And they also pointed out that the place he was trying to get to was only 44 kilometers north of where he was standing. <laughs> so roughly yeah, and 30 also, miles. They all walked there in a day. Yeah, yeah and, and he's, they said that the uh, uh, a corner where with poor visibility and uh, where nowhere for cars to, to easily pull out was like where he was standing. So oh. for like four the whole days, time, <laughs> like you know. Why wouldn't you just give up and walk, man? I mean, come on. I know. How, 30 just, miles. Just walk. Do, just be done I, with it. Just I feel like walking. at some point it just wasn't about actually getting a ride. Like He's, he's like, no, I'm going to get a ride from right here. I'm, I'm not going to. Somebody's going to get me. Somebody. And then when it didn't happen, he just, he just lost he it. He lost but the plot. When, when do just, you decide that it hasn't happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, Apparently you know, four days in, into it. <laughs> Like Dilo, now if this had been you, yeah, what what would you have done differently? I, I would have just left. I I think the, <laughs> I would have just started walking because this this has happened to me before. You know, many years ago, I was hiking the Colorado Trail in two thousand one. Uh, a week or two after September eleventh, uh, two thousand. Bad uh, time to be a dude with a beard. Yes, bad time to be a dude with a beard trying to hitchhike in the mountains, right? Sure. And I was hiking or trying to get out of uh, Lake City. And it was actually the week after September 11th. And I was, all right, here I am hitchhiking. And it's it's not really, I wasn't really there in high season for the Colorado Trail. I was there in mid-September, right. mid to late September. So that's kind of pushing it. And here I am. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just start walking. And I did. And I just started walking. And eventually somebody picked me up. Okay. Because, you know, I mean, if you're a terrorist, you'd obviously be hanging out in Lake City, Colorado. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, there's some pretty high-value targets there. <laughs> exactly. You're just going to blow, up, blow oh, yeah. up the entire city of Lake City. You know, like, that's where it's at, man. I'm just going to blow it up. <laughs> TP right? some 14ers, you yeah. know. <laughs> All right, Special, what else we got on tap for this month? So the other big news is uh, Carl Meltzer. Oh, uh, yes. He set the fastest known time the Appalachian Trail. Now, wait a minute. He broke Scott Jurek's he, record he is what you're telling by, me? He uh, did I think it was about eight hours. Ooh. Yeah. Now, Take uh, that, Scott. S- special, can you tell us a little about uh, how um, Carl Metzer fueled his hike? <laughs> did he eat a lot of really healthy food? He, like, he what's, kinda, he, what's he, his deal, he, man? He shares a similar passion with this show. Uh, he <laughs> okay. was partially fueled by beer. Yeah. Uh, and also by some candy bars. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, uh, and pizza, right? And pizza. Also pizza. Yeah. He, so he basically ate junk food. So he ate like a through hiker. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Yeah. What's What's kind of neat too is that uh, so when Scott was was going for the record, um, uh, Carl came out and helped him. Carl's actually gone for the record uh, three times before. Right. Oh, wow. And uh, and so he's he's been after it. He's studied it. He's like done a lot of recon on different sections and stuff like that. So like he's. You know, been pretty serious about it, 
But when Scott was getting ready to go, you know, make make an attempt, um, Carl helped crew him uh, for some portions and, uh, and and gave him some some beta. Hmm. So and then this time Scott came out and actually helped crew Carl. So, now I I don't want to derail things completely, but it just so happens that we had an ultra runner on our show previously by the name of the Onion, and Onion knows he knows Carl. And he was able to organize a phone call. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special call to Carl Meltzer, a.k.a. Speedgoat. So I'm going to dial in right now. It looks like 9 o'clock. Yep. He should be ready. This is an exclusive because people tried to do press with him. And uh, his crew said that he was sleeping, which is kind of I think is kind of funny. It may have been quoted in the article there, but... Let's give Carl a call. All right, calling Speed Goat. Oh, I love that rotary phone. That's so cool. So retro. Glad CMC has this. I know, man. This place is pretty awesome. We're going to have to check it out later. Hello? Uh, Carl? 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 Hello, this is the trail show? No, no, no. This is Donald Trump. Oh, Good. man. Who are you trying to call? Must have dialed the wrong number. We're no. trying to call an ultra runner, which clearly you are not. No, this is this is Carl Melter's phone. <laughs> he's big. He's successful. He's good. He's somebody I wanted on my campaign after he set the FKT for the AT. Were you just over do this you, house? Do you know what the FKT for the AT means, Donald? I, I just know that it's big. It's good. It's successful, and it's a winner. That's why I want him on my I, campaign. Were you just over there stealing his junk food? Is that really why you were there? I don't appreciate the accusations. I don't appreciate the insults. Get a little tubby. I've got Carl <laughs> on my campaign now. We're going to do amazing things. What's his What's his position on, on the campaign? I'm just curious. He's my fastest known page. He can take some papers. Wow. He can take papers and run them to the next campaign event in record known times. Is, are there any questions that you would like me to relay to Carl? He's uh, not doing media. At the yeah, time. We, we just we, we want to know, like, uh, y- you know, is what, this is this Dawood? <laughs> I, I remember you. <laughs> I remember you, special. Yeah, man, I'm still here. Yeah, you're walling we, up yet, buddy? Yeah, we've got a wall, special a oh, wall. Oh, you got plans for a wall? <laughs> is Dio is Renzo there? Yeah, I'm here, Don. What do you want? What do you want, Don? You're, you're the only one of that crew I like. I have no, I have nothing I'd like to say to the Donald, hey, of Don, darkness. Don, Don, Donald, I'm, I'm, I'm insulted. I, I felt is like Twinkle we had there? the four going. Is, is, Where's Twinkie? Is Twinkie there? Twinkie's present. Yeah, Twink, why why would you associate yourself with Special 41 over there? I've told you, he's he's no good. He's no good people. Don? Twink seems to be at a loss of words. Let's go back to Princess Don, of Darkness. Wait, Don, Don, I just want to tell you something. Sure. Don. Shoot. I, I what built, do you got? I built a wall. Yeah? True. I did. I built a wall, Don. You're, you know what? But, Don, my wall is only like 21 inches high. Do you have any questions for Meltzer, for Speed Goat, that I can relay to him? Don, we want to know what his favorite beer was on his He's not. FKT. He's not answering questions at the moment. He's not Don, doing media. Don, what about my wall? You could learn from D- from uh, Dilo's wall, Don. Okay, Don, this what is about it. my wall? This is the last interview I ever do with the Trail <laughs> Show. Don't call Carl. Don't call me. We're not. We're not. T- you might want to call Bill Cosby. He. I hear Don- he's doing. Donald, is there anybody else we shouldn't call? I mean, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> should we? 
Should we call it Crooked Hillary, maybe? Don't call Ivanka either. Okay, Don Donald Trump, Trump out. Don my wall. Don my wall. Don my wall. Man, that was weird. I, I had no yeah, idea. Man. I mean, you think like we're calling Carl Meltzer. Yeah, you think. The Onion set this thing up. It was supposed to be a done deal. Did, did you guys, I feel like you we, guys, we just got, we just wait got a pranked. Minute, wait a minute. Did you guys give The Onion the three bags of ice that we said we would give him to set this call up? Did All you right, give him the ice? I got to whack the tubes here, man. We got to bring this thing back. You didn't give The Onion the ice. That's why this didn't work out. Special. What else? Anything else on the? <laughs> what else do we have this? Morning? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go into the like the risky business um, oh. side of, of trail Ooh. news. So there, are you sure about this? I know where you're I, going. I feel like I feel like we can't talk about one without talking about the okay, other. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so there's been a claim put forth by another person, um, Kai Bertolini. Hey, Bertolini, ball of pasta, big as you. Wrong. Uh, but she says that she broke both of those times. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, she had already done a northbound hike and uh, decided to turn around and go south. And uh, it was on it was on the yo-yo that she claims to have uh, broken the 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 speed record. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think, Twinkie? So she, she's, Did she do she's it or claiming not? not only to you have know? broken like the Anisha's record, record, which which is the you know self-supported record. Um, but also the supported s- speed record, which Carl just set. So, like, hmm. and she did. Oh. She's claiming to have done it like completely okay. self-supported. So, well, let's go to Twinkle for the final verdict on this. Uh, Twinkle, we we know you have the inside scoop on this. We'll, we'll ju- whatever you say, we'll just go with that. So, what do you got? You know, I I, I think it's really sad because I just feel bad for Meltzler that he had it for. All of a day. <laughs> he tried really hard. He'd been going for this. This is the fourth time, third time, whatever. Yeah. I know. Can't even, not even long enough to get a t-shirt printed or something. Yeah, we, we thought Scott had it a short amount of time for a year. He had it I a mean, that, day. Yeah, it was pretty uh, quick. Meltzer had it less than a day. So the, the controversy is, is that generally in the world of, of, of uh, FKTs, you have to actually, if you're going to set a record, you have to record what you have done so that there's a record so yeah. that people believe Cause, you because the word is record and so we're talking record. like GPS so no, no, no. Yeah, or exactly. spot well, device. Well, so it's basically these days become it's evolved into GPS more or less being the standard or so, so that like the Delorme trackers or the spot trackers. You. So that people believe you. So that you. people believe you. Okay. Are you so, saying you don't believe her? Do you I, know? So that people believe you. Continue special. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you want to make a claim, it's a good idea to have a facts thing to support your claim. Are, is this message so directed at Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> oh no, because we know that he's not. We're never. To, we're never calling that guy. Yeah, but Donald oh. Trump is not trying to claim any truthities. So in, in any case, that she did not have any any of these sort of no, uh, not, not generally co- right. considered to be requirements. What you would do, kind of. Um, verification of of what she's claiming to have done. Hmm. So there's there's definitely some controversy going on there. There are some other other things, you know, for which there's a little bit of controversy. But I we don't need to delve into those. I think more the the, the fact that there's sort of this idea of like, a she doesn't have any any previous experiences like in ultra running or in, right. in distance hiking or anything sure. like that. And so the idea that she would sort of come out of nowhere and 
and best all of these people that had just been at it for a long time and like world class athletes and this and that. But but they're, it is they're, possible. They're, it's certainly possible. And you know, certainly. these things do happen. I mean, like people come out of out of the woodwork sometimes and, and, and take, you know, top three finishes in, in like Western states or or some of the other like huge uh, you know, hundred mile in, endurance runs. So it's it's not inconceivable that she that she has done what she says she did. Right. But the it's more I think the issue that like there there's no verification there to right. be able to go like okay yeah you did it. So it, as far as I'm concerned, she may well have done it, yeah. but she does not have the fastest known time. She has the she may have the fastest unknown time since it's not really verifiable. Oh. So she have the F rather like the F U T also known as the foot. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think it, I think it should be called. Yeah. The Whoa, whoa, yeah, hey, man. F-U-K-T, I like it. Yeah. That's amazing. The what? F-U-K-T. <laughs> Tough break for Carl. Oh, does Tough that sound Carl. like another yeah. word? The f- it's hey, perfect. I'm curious, has Carl, sure, I'm sorry. has Carl commented on Wildcard Ninjas? I don't think he comments. I, I hope he's he like can Marshall. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot he's not doing press. He's like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a good, yeah. yeah. I think he's also a little like Barry Sanders. Oh, no God. You know what go. they said about Barry? You can put a defensive perimeter around him, but you cannot contain him. Okay. Do you know how many times I've had to endure that quote? I can hey, only imagine. I'm Barry Sanders 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 what, what's and the it problem? it makes me shudder. Anything else on Trail News this morning? F-U-K-T. No, that's it. That's, there's <laughs> nothing a, else that happened. I, I got a big it is, thing It this is morning. finishing season for, you know, the distance trails. So, uh, um, of course, uh, the if, if you're a distance hiker, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing all of the, the, the glorious finishes. And, yeah. boy, doesn't it just make you... L- little bit nostalgic. Hate yourself. It for does. Not, you know, it does. Really and, yeah. and now <laughs> I wasn't I hiking all this summer. That would have been great. We're gonna have a good book to recommend for all those finishers a little oh. later in the show. Ooh. But since you're done with news, that was it. It was all the news that was fit to be heard. He just ran out of the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Special oh. forty one just took off running out the door, smashed through the glass. CMC, we're really sorry Into about that. Into the construction area, jumped yeah. on a bulldozer, and started driving away and now he's at t- about two miles an hour. That's <laughs> right. oh, and for some reason, he took off all his clothes. It makes no sense. Well, I didn't take oh, he's him back. off. He's I back. didn't take him off. Oh, they just, they, they can't back. really keep up with the speed. <laughs> so they just kind of fly off of their own accord when I'm going that fast. And I, yeah, I'm sorry, CMC will totally fix the huge human-shaped hole in the door um, <laughs> by tomorrow morning. Yeah, no problem. I mean, with the duct tape job we're going to do, and it will look as good as this know. wall over here. That <laughs> wall is actually a piece of modern art. I'll have you know. But don't worry, if we don't, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> All right, folks. When we come back from break, we've got Stephen Twinkle Shattuck and his hike of the Beartooth High Route. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Mr. Money Mustache, and I never <laughs> listen to the trail show. All right, we are back, and we have Mr. Twinkle in studio, a.k.a. Twinkie, this month. He's going to talk to us about the newly minted Beartooth High Route, of which he and a friend have the only known time, the OKT. Yeah. How should we start this thing off? Well, you know, I pretty much start with the standard question every single time. Did you carry a gun? Yes. Okay. Definitely. We'll start Always. with that. 
Mm-hmm. And, what and the of, other what question, kind of gun was it? Oh. Squirt gun. Oh, nice. Sick. Like That's a good idea. And the other question was is... with vodka or acid? Andy and I get playful out there. <laughs> right? Oh, so you hiked this trail with another a fellow, a fellow hiker, if you will. Sure, yeah. Andy, now, Andy and I. Is this, uh, is this guy a uh, brother from a different mother? Is he also a son of Dirtmonger? No, yeah, we come from the same father. Yes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Ryan Silva? Exactly. Okay, very good. Talk to us. Just give us a brief... <laughs> <laughs> this is out of control. Give us a brief overview of the Bear Tooth High Route. And we should point out, this is a nice contrast to last month's Trail of the Month, which was the West Highland Way, which apparently you there are companies that will shuttle your luggage yep. on that trail. Now, this trail... And you can spend hours eating haggis every day. That's right. Yeah. But, but on Sounds the wonderful. Bear Tooth High Route, there mm, is no shuttling haggis. of luggage, right? This is a completely different adventure. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's no trail at all for <laughs> roughly half of it, so... Okay. So talk to us, like, lay it out for us. You know, what, what's the, I mean, you did a route. It's your route. So what, what did you guys do? Where's the start and end? How long was it? Well, unlike a lot of mountain ranges, the Beartooth isn't linear. So okay. it's like a big girthy range, you know. Girthy like Andrew Skirka, man. Mm. Yeah, dude. So, Let's you know, it. it lends itself to a very good loop, which if you look at a lot of the routes or oh. trails, very few routes or trails are loops. This right? is true. true. I mean, you have Tahoe Rim Trail as a loop, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That, but the Wonderland Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So There's a couple. So the Beartooths are much different than any other mountain range I've been into in that they have a lot of high plateaus, like really long, high plateaus that are easy for hikers to get on top of. They'll have a soft side and a really dramatic cliff on the other huh, side. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, it lends itself to quite the nice little circle tour. And so did you go up the cliffs of all of these? Uh, up and down. Yeah. yeah okay. No, <laughs> no, we'd always go up the easy way. Okay. Um, Easy as in usually, and and so two. so where did so, so did you is the start and finish literally at the same spot or is it some is there a distance there? I it mean, can be. There's actually the main loop enters two different trailheads that you walk right next to. So oh okay, East Rosebud Lake okay and Squaw something campground okay. I'd have to double check the name of the and campground. how long how how long is that? The loop the is about seventy miles. Oh, oh okay. this might actually be the what's shortest. The, what's the average elevation? Probably about 8,000 feet. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty high. Pretty high elevation. Yeah, pretty high elevation. You're above tree line, I'd say, 70% of the time. Nice. Okay. Now, how yeah. many days did it take you to hike these 70 miles? If you count from when we started to when we ended, probably about 380, because we did it over two years. Okay. So, <laughs> so like... <laughs> Whoa. I, yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's if a you were, seriously if awesome you were to go out, If yeah. you were to go well, out and time. take, like, two weeks off from your, you know, your factory job... And go and go up to Montana to hike this route and fly into Jackson Hole Airport. How many, you know, you got 70 miles. Would you do it in seven days? You know, at 10 miles a day? Would you do it in five days? What do you think you'd do it in? That's probably what I would recommend. Probably about seven days. Seven days? Yeah. For okay. the average hiker, probably about seven days, especially if you want to do any side trips. I mean, the great thing about the Beartooth Mountains is once you get up high, it's all really open. And okay. It's not like the Sierras or the Wind Rivers where it's really jagged cliffs and whatnot. You can pretty much get everywhere. There's oh. like a high lake area, and once you get up top, you can do whatever you want. 
So there's all sorts of side peaks you could get, lakes to and explore, the, drainages. Did, did you do any any peak bagging along the way? Yeah, I think uh, just on the red route, the main loop, there's eight named summits. Okay. Wow. And then the, oh, an wow. optional granite peak, which is actually a very jagged peak. I think the easiest route on it is a class three. Oh, so, okay. that's not bad. And that's Montana State High Point, which is kind of fun to oh, neat. tag along. Oh, you said class three. So... I guess that's not super technical, no. but it may be out of the comfort zone of some hikers. Uh, definitely not out of your comfort zone after what I've seen that you've been doing on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah. We should actually ask you about your Instagram photos because so many of them look just completely yeah, unsafe. Yeah. Are you like a photographer or something, dude? <laughs> no. I'm an, well, <laughs> I'm an iPhone that, special. Other than okay. that, it just looks so unsafe. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty. So sick. many pictures of yours are just like, oh, why don't those dudes have ropes and helmets? Whoa! Well, that's actually that's actually a very good point. I would highly recommend if you plan on doing Granite Peak within the loop, which we have Granite Peak as optional because you go right next to it through the loop. It's Uh it's right there, so you can tag it if you want. You can decide to ignore it if it intimidates you a little much. But if you do decide to grab Granite Peak, definitely take a helmet. Really? Um, because there's a lot, a lot of loose, of loose rock, rock, right? A lot of loose rocks and a lot of people because it's yeah. a state high oh. point. Yeah, sure. Well, a lot of people is relative. But there's going to be people up there on weekdays, you know, anywhere from a handful to, you know, 15. Mm-hmm. And when Did we you were see there, anyone in jeans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, you're, so you're many kidding. people from Texas up there. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. How many people were at the top when you were up there? There was only one, and actually it was unfortunate. Um, we saw an accident where oh. a young college student had fallen. Like, Definitely wear a helmet and be safe if you decide to do it. Make sure it's within your comfort level and you don't. Was this a push. broken bone type of accident? No. Actually, we watched him get airlifted, helped a little bit with the rescue, and then found out about three and a half weeks later he passed. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. So th- this yeah. is – Granite Peak is no joke. Like you – No. No. But, but I would also submit that, like, class three hiking, it's like you said, it's all about your comfort zone, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of that in Colorado, which is – where it's not actually that difficult, but if you if you're not comfortable with it and you make – you know, you make a mistake or yeah. step well, on some loose it's, footing. You it's can, certainly you know. comfort zone, and it's also, you know, people have to be realistic about, about right. where their skill set's yeah, actually exactly. at. And, and it know, could have been like level. a mm-hmm. – it could also be like that kind of stuff happens, though, too. Like think about that lady in the Grand Canyon that just stepped to the side of an easy trail and then tripped over her own feet and fell. You yeah. Know I mean – Yeah, I mean, I, when I was, when I was uh, living up in the mountains, there was a, a woman who was found dead by one of the jogging trails, and it ended up – they found out that she just like fell and hit her head. Yeah. Yeah. And so mean, like, you know. So for sure. You, you, you got to be careful no matter what you're doing. But yeah, for sure. So this is a side trip off the high yeah. route. Anyway, let's get back right. to the high okay. route yeah. itself. What, what's the, the way I, off. The ideal hiking season. Like what would you recommend if people are going to pick, you know, a week in a specific month? When should they go? I, I would recommend right in the middle of August. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Beartooths are cold because they're really high mountains. And they're in Montana. I mean, you're pretty far north. So I think I heard actually just recently about three weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, the Beartooth Pass, the highway that goes over them, got snowed out. So oh, wow. totally close the highway in early September. Wow. Wow. So August yeah. is probably prime time. I wonder if the bug season gets a little gnarly there. I'm guessing it does. Yeah, but probably in yeah. August it's okay. Yeah. Did both- you guys have... When did you guys go? Both years, the last two years, were both in August, and no bugs. When you know. it's cold at night. What about the thunderstorms? 
yeah, thunderstorms are definitely an issue. You want to camp lower. So, oh, okay. So in the Beartooth High Rod, it's pretty easy to get off the summits most of the time because there is a soft side of these plateaus, high plateaus, and okay, you know, cliff sides. So usually you can get out when you need. So if seventy, roughly seventy percent, is above tree line, you got to be pr- pretty strategic about your hiking days and being able to camp low. So. You might have to pull up short some days, or you might have to go long some days. Is that accurate? That's very accurate, and okay. you got to be much more um, aware of the weather. And w- what about what about water considerations? You know, actually, when you're that high, it's such a high plateau that there's are just tons of lakes. I think the oh. statistics were 22 named lakes. Wow! On top of many other lakes that aren't even named, it's oh, it's wow. loaded with water. The Bear Tooth is so, loaded. Are, hmm. did, did you do any fishing? No, no, we're not fishermen. Okay. Yeah. We we were more focused on the peaks. Yeah. You but were fishing for peaks. So for peaks. T- talk to us about some of the highlights. Yeah. I mean, favorite parts, you know, yeah. memorable parts. Yeah. I think some of the highlights were the high plateaus. On one day, um, we got, I think, four named summits, and you get up high on this ridge, and it's it's sort of a ridge plateau where one side is just sheer cliffs, and that went for, I think, 10 miles. Wow. wow. So you're kind of... Little ups and downs, yeah. pretty easy. But you're on the side of this really dramatic cliff with just mm. lakes all in the distance. You can see Granite Peak. You can see the whole loop you did, which oh, is really that's, pretty oh, spectacular. That's so cool. Yeah, now, to be able to see the whole thing. What What happens if you're you're about like four days into this this hike, and you say to yourself, "I don't quite have enough food to make the next three days." What are your options for? bailing out, getting more food, and coming back in. Yeah, like I said, there's there's two trailheads that you actually pass on the trail. that the You know, the main loop or route, whatever you want to call it, goes right next to these trailheads where you could easily get to Red Lodge, which is a pretty well-known town in Montana or Cook City. Um, additionally, there's a the main trail that traverses through the Beartooth Mountains. It's called the Beaten Path, hmm. is what they call it, and it's spectacular. And it cuts the Beartooth loop right in half. Oh, I was so looking could, on your could map. Could you do yeah. this mm-hmm. as like a, a crazy figure eight Ooh, kind oh. of a weird deal? That's a great idea. Yeah, you you definitely could. There's so many options. If if huh. weather gets bad and you're halfway through and you're like, you know what? I don't want to be up high all day exposed to these storms. You know, you can cut off the beaten path and make the loop into just a half circle. Did you have to get lots of permits and spend lots of money and, and have your hard-sided bear canister? You know, all, there's got to be tons of regulations, right? Yeah, none. <laughs> <laughs> so none of that? None of that. It's right next to Yellowstone, which okay. is huge and attracts all of the crowds, all of the people. Super regulated. Super regulated, but it's empty because everyone's right next door. D-Lo, man. Yeah. That's, That's where I'm at, man. It's got your name all over it. It's where I am. I don't like those regulations, man. I want to live free or die. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I won't isolate that. In fact, fact, I'm I'm moving to one of two places. I'm going to move to the American Redoubt in uh, the border border of Idaho, Montana. Or? I'm going to move to New Hampshire and be part of the uh, libertarian movement that's taking form in New Hampshire where 20,000 libertarians have decided to move to New Hampshire to express their libertarianism. Yep. So that that's your plan. Now, yeah. what, what happened about the... Now, yeah. you moved to Iowa a couple of years back to do the Amish thing. And yeah, I didn't like You the gave Amish. that a try. I didn't like the Amish, man. The Mennonites, they didn't like me. I didn't like them. 
didn't work out. It didn't work out. So I'm either going up to Idaho and I'm going to get a bunch of guns and grill my own vegetables, <laughs> root vegetables, because it gets real cold up there. Guns and vegetables. Yep. Right, or I'm going to New Hampshire, man, to live free or die. I got. I think those are both solid plans. Thanks, yep. guys. I got to whack the two. Wait, yeah, to live free or die. Both yeah. Times. Exactly. <laughs> All right, coming back to the bear tooth. Yeah, let's high get route. back to this trail. <laughs> route. Talk, talk to us about uh, camping options. Were you able to camp below treeline every night, or did you choose some some nights? to camp above treeline on purpose yeah I, I think it was a mix some a few of the nights it was a little bit windy we wanted to get below treeline you know yeah. we do that and i just brought an a-frame tart and above okay. above treeline i was fine too you can find some pretty grassy spots above treeline next you know near lakes where there's some more or less rocks a little more dirt to dig into did you see any wildlife yeah you know the the first night this past year when we went out and did half of the trail there was a mountain goat that followed us for about half a what? mile. Hmm. Yeah, about half a mile, he followed us. Yeah. Were, were you feeding it? <laughs> no. <laughs> were you, were, were, Did you put it in your car? <laughs> <laughs> Did you take its baby? <laughs> Did you make its baby? Whoa, wait, well, that was <laughs> well. Man, that I'm was sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Please, <laughs> please. So a mountain goat followed you. It's not that long of a trip. I mean, this is grizzly bear country, right? (laughs) Yeah, grizzly bear country. So he was kind of our protector that night. We could sense a grizzly around, and he just, he stuck right by us and made sure we were all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you see any bears? No, we, you know, we were out there several days and didn't see any bears either year. So. See any sign? Scat? Any bear scat or any signs of bears? Prints? Nothing? Really nothing. Interesting. Well, up high, you're not going to see prints. That's true. But I have heard that the grizzlies do go up high there. You know, that's one of the things I was like, oh, you know, we're up high, we're above treeline, we're never going to see a grizzly. And then one of the rangers is like, no, No. actually, they go up there and they flip over all the rocks and they go crazy. They're like, want to get high? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you ever been high with a bear? (laughs) So you mentioned briefly earlier that uh, there's a lot that's off trail. Yeah. Is there any of this route that's on trail? Yeah, so the northern section is a lot on trail. It's a little bit... The northern section is where you see some of the more dramatic cliffs if you try to get onto the plateaus. Okay. So okay. they don't lend themselves to be, you know, climbed as easily. Okay. So... Uh, on on the trailed portions, uh, wh- what was the actual traffic like? No. I mean, next to nobody. The only place that we saw actual traffic was near Granite Peak. And how is the uh, the tr- quality of the trail? Very high. Actually, my dad spent a lot of time building trail out there. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Are you from Montana? Okay. No, I'm not from Montana, but Dirtmonger spent a full uh, two years there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that dad. I, that I'm sorry. Dad. I was. We're, we're talking about Dirtmonger, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Son he, of Dirtmonger. Yeah, son of Dirtmonger here, Twinkie. Yeah. Um, now, okay. did you consider pulling a, a, a special 41 tactic around? granite and putting up some some police caution tape around the trail <laughs> no, there hazmat. so that nobody would go up <laughs> while you were up there is that why there was only one person up there a police officer <laughs> you know that would have been smart that would have been really smart but we didn't think of that at the time you know you got to get you got to get creative yeah now you've Next talked time. about lack of crowds and lack of people on the trail Are, do you have any concerns now that you've done this interview on the trail show that this route will see what we what we like to call the trail show bump 
and that perhaps yep. next summer there it's might be a, two or three. two three thousand people on the Beartooth High Route. Do you have any concerns? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that after a year or two, this isn't going to be a route anymore, but a trail, and it'll just be all the stomping. Congo line. Us, yeah. I mean, you're going to have Curtis Ware on this trail <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> the you Curtis out, Ware. You're going to have the Curtis Ware on this trail. You're gonna have Bobby Walters so, on. I'm pretty. Set. I'm so pretty. Watch out. What we man. really want to like, know this is, is no joke, how this long? Is no joke. How long before the trail show can set up our our business where we have that, you know, the llama ferrying your pack kind of a deal from, yeah. from spot and spot. homemade haggis every night and the just, homemade just wait till Bertolini goes and sets yeah. FKT on it <laughs> okay okay that's great because the trail show needs a lot of money I know trail show listeners you can't see us right now but we are in a pretty ghetto environment <laughs> and we need some money so we're, we're all about any sort of exploitation that we can make of trails such as this one to yeah. boost our financial inventories. We're very grateful now, for the space. I, I'm concerned, I, or I shouldn't say I'm concerned. Do you, do you have any concerns you might receive, like, hate mail or, or maybe even death threats? I don't know, for, for talking about <laughs> this route in the Beartooth. I mean, the Beartooth is a pretty sort of secluded area. It's not along the CDT. It's not along any of the main trails. And here you are exposing the Beartooth to the entire, I mean, 80 countries Trail around the world. Trail show nation. Trail right? show nation. People yeah. in Nigeria are going to be coming to the USA <laughs> to hike this route. I, it's what like are you going to do about planet, that? Man. What are you going to do when somebody shows up in rural Montana? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do when the Boulderites start actually leaving the confines of Boulder and hiking other places besides the Flatirons. I heard that's the next great migration, is Boulder to <laughs> the Red Lodge. Oh, yeah. It could be. It could be. Hmm. Boulder to Red Lodge. It could yeah. be. Yeah. D-Lo's, D-Lo mentioned it earlier. I'll be there Moses. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Let me whack Let me whack the tubes here. <laughs> All right. If folks want to get information and and beta and maps and they want to learn about your route where can they go what how can they learn because they're not going to learn it from this segment that absolutely we just Qu- clearly. <laughs> yeah. you know i just recently posted it on my blog okay um, so i kept a blog for my hikes on the long trail and haven't posted well, over well, a year give us the website we need give a website intel. it's my name steven j shattuck it's s-t-e-v-e-n J S H A T T U C K dot WordPress dot com. All right, we'll put a link Sweet. on our Facebook page, on the Twitters. We'll put a we'll put a link everywhere, and we'll draw it on that bathroom wall too. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we, we'll, we're going to take a permanent magic marker and put it here in the studio too. And yep. you know, people should absolutely go check out your Instagram photos and your Instagram yes. handle Shattuck three one one, also mm-hmm. known as. This man, D'Lo, yes. he's a 311 fan. Remember, oh, yeah. Remember yeah, the yeah. Song, what's the song you like to sing? Amber is the color of energy. Oh. No, no. Of the it's so romantic. Of the microbrew. Whoa. <laughs> Amber is the color of her energy. Dude, you, you set in the mood. Whoa. That's the only 311 song. No, no you, you used, used to, used to sing it. Sing, what? Amber is the color of my microbrew. Oh, I did. And then one show you yeah. said, you said, Amber is the color of Junaid. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure they were holding hands when that happened. They, they were. 
<laughs> under duress. Yeah. <laughs> I like this guy, but I mean, like, it was really awkward after like, it the was, It was coerced, minute. man. It wasn't like, it like, wasn't The first consensual. half hour, it was fine. It was it like, was oh, yeah, consensual. you know, men holding yeah. hands is cool. But, you yeah. know, th- after the 37th minute, I was like, it was not consensual. when I tried to pull away and you pulled back, and I was like, hey, <laughs> no, man, really. His Instagram <laughs> handle, again, is Shattuck311. That's S-H-A-T-T-U-C-K-3-1-1. Ladies check out his photos. Ladies and gentlemen, if you check out his Instagram handle, do not do anything that he does without ropes oh, or helmets. Twinkle, thank you for schooling us on the Beartooth High Route. We'll post a link. We have another dispatch from our embedded reporter in Europe, Ooh. out of order, who All has right. just reached the bottom of Scandinavia. Just in time. As you will hear. And he he talks about uh, something going on with you, Dilo. So let's let's listen I, here. I'm looking forward to this. We got out of order. Let's let's listen in. What's up, Trail Show? This hey. is out of order, and I'm just giving you guys a quick update from this hike across Europe, from north to south, from Norway to Spain. I finally have reached the end of Norway, taken my last steps there, and gone into Sweden now, and heading south as fast as I can because winter is definitely definitely coming you can see it in the trees changing color you can see it in the days getting shorter 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 and uh, you can also see it in all the people i keep passing every time i'm on a road walk or out practicing long distance or cross-country skiing on their little not rollerblades but sort like roller skis and they're all training for the snow the inevitable snow that's about to come and i'm just looking around every time i see one i'm like oh I'm from Florida. I can't be up here anymore. I got to get south. I got to go. I can't be here when the snow comes. No, 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 no. Anyway, things are going well. I wanted to give you guys uh, some news that I thought you'd find interesting. Uh, not to st- step into special news turf, but no, especially if you forgive me. I think you're doing a great job, but uh, I thought maybe I'd, I'd update you on some news from Norway, which is there's a gigantic storm um, that came through. And unfortunately, a, a lightning bolt came down and killed 300 reindeer in a single a single bolt. And they found all the bodies, and it looked like a looked like a medieval battlefield, just carnage everywhere. Um, it was really, you know, it's the talk of Norway for a good week. Everyone was like, "Wow, did you hear about the reindeer?" And uh, it was pretty sad, actually. Reindeer are really they're kind of sweet little creatures. Um, I even had one follow me for a day and a half, like a dog almost. I don't know why. They usually stay fairly well away, but this one was just like so friendly. I felt like that guy in, uh, in Frozen with his little pet reindeer. Sven. Dilo, uh, you'll have to his help name me with the Sven. name since I'm sure you've seen that movie about a thousand times. Sven. Anyway, thousand and one. Reindeer are cool. They're sweet. They They're are. nice little creatures. Even if the first, the first Norwegian when I was up north was like laughing at me because I thought they were so cool looking, and she was just like food because <laughs> they eat them, and they're actually pretty good. I I, I did try one. Uh, don't tell, don't tell my reindeer friends. Yeah, so yeah, just going south as fast as I can, hoping to get uh, out of Sweden in another couple weeks, and then into Denmark and into Germany, just so Disco can make his. His joke about <laughs> don't do it, disco. Hold yourself back. Hold yourself back. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I hope everything's going well out there. Uh, keep on uh, keeping on, and 
Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Get on the trail. All right. Bye. All right. That was out of order from Norway. Do you think, like, maybe when he gets to Germany that he'll find the trails a little more crowded? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that your joke? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the joke. Crowded? Oh, God. Nothing? Uh, well, he, I, out he of just, order, you know, wh- when he gets back stateside, we he should definitely come over and uh, and, oh, and, man. and do oh, a, We do should an trail the month. I mean, yeah, it, man, he should definitely it, come. It'd be on amazing by. to have him hanging out with us for a night. It'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. It'd be the so longest, awesome. the new longest trail show ever. Yeah, that's all right. We could do a four-hour trail show. We've done a three-hour trail show. Let's do a four-hour trail <laughs> well, show. Longest yeah. known time. Yeah. Why not? You know, <laughs> I, think, I think what we should do is we should do a twenty-four-hour trail show. <laughs> we should do a trail show for charity. For charity. This will be like the we, sh- we can like we can divide <laughs> oh the profit. God. Actually, what we can do is we can make it a race between the three trails. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. When we come back, we're gonna have tip of the month, and we're gonna have a little mailbag beer and bandwidth, and Delo's favorite iTunes top five. Oh! When we get back. This is Dirtmonger, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, that was DM, and this is the trail show, and we're back. We got trips from the past month. Apparently, a couple of us went walking around this month. Dilo, let's start with you, sir. Wow, yeah, man. I went back to the Wild Rivers Rio Grande del Norte National Monument with my son and like five families over Labor Day weekend. Now, wait a minute. Did you take both sons? Nope, just one son. Oh, my oldest cool. son. Yeah, just my oldest son. Wh- and the only reason why I was able to drive five hours with my oldest son is because I had a headrest mounted DVD player. Yes. Oh. And it was damn amazing. Did he watch Frozen the whole time? No, he watched. Is this a trail tip? Just half the time. This is a good trail tip. If you need to go driving like five hours with a four-year-old, to you get on the trail, you best have a headrest-mounted DVD player because get on the trail! my boy would just sit there and just zone out to videos <laughs> for hours. And I'm cranking tunes in the front that are on the fader, you know, yeah, like F10 type of thing. And he's just like, were you like, listening to a little reggae? I was. I was listening to some old school string cheese. I think. Oh, yeah, really? Do you yeah. have any lyrics? Black clouds coming over the mountains. Black clouds yeah. coming down to the sea. I'll sing it to you. Yeah. I Black like clouds it. coming over the mountains. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty great because actually, about four hours into the drive, I realized like I could play music in the front and he won't hear it. Hmm. And then it was. Really kind so of So then you put Wu Tang on? No, cool. I Wu Tang is not good long distance driving music. You're more like Insane Clown Posse, yeah. little ICP. Yeah, I like okay. the ICP for Backstreet the long distance Boys. driving. No, actually, I kind of like the jam bands. For little the long Justin distance Timberlake. Driving. Okay. No, no guys. Okay, no. so uh, well, anyways, the highlight of my trip <laughs> was the simple fact that. I somehow got my four-year-old son to hike five miles. What? Now, not just any five miles, but five miles with a 850-foot vertical drop followed what? by a 750-foot vertical gain. Say what? Yeah, we, we, we 
dropped. Were there zip lines? <laughs> no, there were Wait no zip lines. It was all trail. <laughs> Janine, are you okay? <laughs> Special. He's okay. Does I anyone know the Heimlich? <laughs> Special's eating Italian cookies over here. Are you okay, man? I'm seeing some convulsing. He's breathing. Can I continue? Twinkle, yeah, do you know the Heimlich? I just got, it was some confectioner's sugar, man. It, it took me down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrong pipe, huh? I had the same thing. Same, same thing. thing. Okay, deal. Sorry, we got we yeah, got. Yeah, so I somehow hiked five miles with a four-year-old. And there was a bunch of older kids there that he was leading away with a little bit, and then he would fall behind, and I would feed him M&Ms, and he would keep going. And I, I actually don't really know how we did it, but we did it, and uh, it was pretty amazing. Like, it was a, a steep, steep descent where I was holding the boy's hand like, please don't fall over the edge of that cliff because your mom's going to be really upset if I don't come home with you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so w- we went down to the Rio Grande like that. We peaked at the confluence of the Rio Grande and the Red River, and then we cruised along the Red uh, Rio Grande, heading upstream. And then I did some swimming. He played in the mud. It was beautiful. Wow. Everybody was hanging out. There was, you know, there was like... 10 kids on this hike. Did he like paint his face with the mud or mainly just like pick it up and squeeze it and like watch it plop down? He got pretty muddy. Kind of wallowing or... It wasn't like so much smearing his body with mud as if he was a tribal human being. It was more of kind of like, let me build mud structures. Was there tribal defecation? Uh, what? Yes, Dilo's talked about this before. Not, not on the, not on day one, but on day two, he was like, "Dad, I got to poop," and I'm like, "Dude, there's, we can't just poop right. Well, all right, we got to poop right here. Okay, fine." What do you mean by day two? Well, we went on a hike the second day. Oh, you didn't like go on an overnight hike? No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't okay. an overnight hike. The second, it was all day hikes, right? The first day was like a five mile day hike, and the sixth mile was him on my shoulders, and the second day was maybe like a. I don't know, two-mile round-trip hike down to the river and back. Because all the hikes in the um, Wild Rivers National Monument are from the Mesa down to the Rio Grande, down to the Red River. So they're just straight down and then straight back up. And they're very steep, but they're all very nice trails. At what point on day two did the tribal defecation occur? Uh, At the very beginning. So at the very beginning, the boy was like, Dad, I got to poop. And I'm like, but we're right on the trail. And people will see you. And he's like, Dad, I have to poop. I was like, okay, we'll dig a hole. You squat here. And he did. Because he yeah. knows how to poop in the woods. Okay. And so he pooped and we buried it. And that was that. Hmm. Yeah. And it was a poop right on trail. It's not like you can go a couple yards off trail when you're dropping 800 feet down to the river. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. You just like... Hope nobody's coming up the trail to see your four-year-old pooping on the side of the trail. <laughs> I know that happens to me I all the time. Nobody did. I occasionally yeah. do see like poops that are like right on the side of the trail, and I always yeah. wonder that. Like, how brazen must you be to like be like, ah, nah, that's good. Nobody's gonna come by. Like, I, I would be horrified. Well, I buried it. I buried it a couple inches deep, and it's it was in sand, so it's not really going anywhere. But heavy rain in that spot, you know, microburst. Yeah could happen such is life on the trail did anyone else go for a walk this special month? special i did i uh i went out and joined my lady friend hey now um sh- i joined her just north of crater lake on the pacific crest trail did you go up how did mount- it go did how did it go, go? Mount thielson uh we didn't go up mount thielson no, no. um we walked right around it, it yeah was great we had we had pancakes right there oh, uh, wow. where the wow. climbers trail goes up so i'm i met her um kind of later in the day um so she had started up at Crater Lake and come down to that little road crossing that's, yep. I think it's like 138, that's hmm. just after the, like, I don't know, like eight miles or 10 miles or something after Crater Lake. 
So we met, did a couple of miles, and then in the morning um, w- woke up. And when we got up to that uh, climbers area, there was like some like out- outward bound group or something like that. I, I'm not entirely sure what the group was, but they were cooking pancakes and pretty much immediately upon walking up offered us pancakes. Ooh. Of, of course, you say yes in that circumstance. Trail so. mm-hmm. magic. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. We did. Uh, did they have syrup? They did. They Do you had, know what kind? Or, well, wait. No, actually, I guess it was honey. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was honey. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty awesome to me, too. Sure. But yeah, so we did, uh, I think, 27 that first day. Nice. Then, uh, wow. Yeah, which was great to be able wow. to pretty much come off the couch Yikes. and be like, all right, marathon. <laughs> um, I thought she was going to cut you some slack and only do 20s. <laughs> she did. She told me at 23 we could stop. But I was like, no, I'm feeling good. And it cooled off a little bit in the evening. So I was like, no, let's do some more miles. Man, that's that muscle memory. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, so we did like a... Um, over the course of seven days, we did 140. So we ended nice. at the uh, yeah. D-Ride Observatory at Mackenzie um, Pass. Uh, pretty good time. Pretty good time. She wasn't a big fan of that lava field at the end there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah you know how like, it kind of does is. like the back and forth, windy, windy through there. And you're like, like, wait a minute. There's I can see the trail like <laughs> four feet there. How come I have to go like uh, 74 feet to get four feet yeah. away from here? It happens. So, yeah, she it's was so hard on your feet. Yeah, and, and w- you know, it's the end of a, the day yeah. anyway, because, like, a lot of times I feel like most people aren't hitting that spot, like, in the middle of the day, right? Like, you're either camped uh, early in the day or c- camped out at that little campground, so you're doing that little spot, like, early in the day or whatever. But, yeah, it was it was less than awesome to end right there. But we, we didn't even have to hitchhike to get back down into um, Bend. Um, it was literally, like, we walked over to the the little parking lot at the D-Rite Observatory. Yeah. And this guy's just like, hey, are you guys going to bend? And we're like, yes. He's like, I'll give you a ride. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty great. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> and it was also nice to uh, see the three sisters not covered in snow or uh, rain or ice yeah. or freezing fog or a- some of the various varieties of unpleasant weather that I've faced most hmm. of the times that I've, I've gone through there. I did a quick trip uh, on a Monday. I actually convinced my coworkers to skip out on work. We drove up to Fairplay and headed up to Kite Lake. There's there's actually four 14ers. You, you, your boss doesn't listen to the, to the show. I, I'm actually my boss, so he was okay with me skipping work on a Monday. How'd you convince him to do that? Um, I just asked him, and he was like, yeah, go for it, man. That's sweet. I know he's a good guy. He's a hell of a guy. He he does a podcast called The Trail Show too. You should check it out. It's pretty <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh so we drove up to Kite Lake on Sunday night and we camped and then in the morning we got up and there's a seven mile loop, which you're probably very familiar with, Special Forty One. Mm-hmm. It's called the Decalibron because it goes by four fourteeners, Democrat, Cameron, Lincoln, and Bross. Which one was your favorite? There was one that looked very Lord of the Rings. I think it was Lincoln. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I, had to do the, I had to do the middle math. So, yeah. So, the big pole is up to Democrat, and then you kind of come back down to a saddle, go up a ridge, you hit uh, Cameron, and then you kind of, like, do a little, a little out to Lincoln. And Lincoln, when, when you're standing on Cameron looking out towards Lincoln, it looks very Lord of the Rings. Like, at any moment, I was expecting to see hobbits and... Um, I don't know. Other Wait, people you, from Lord of the Rings. You, you didn't see any, though? I didn't. I, I wasn't did out there that day. 
from Lincoln, you traverse over to Bross, but you're not allowed to actually go to the top of Bross because public access hasn't been granted. So, of course, I did not go to the top of Bross. And then we came back down, and we got to the car, and that was it. It was a, It's four 14ers, seven miles, and a pretty cool way to spend a Monday. All above treeline, too, right? Yeah, all above treeline, including... So I haven't camped at 12,000 feet in a while. And when you come from, like, we live at 7,000 feet. When you go from 7,000 feet to 12,000 feet and you try to sleep, it's just like a series of one-hour naps. You just got to take a sleeping pill, ma'am. Oh, I did. And and it was a series of one-hour naps. And it's just kind of a (laughs) a restless sort of deal. I don't know. There's something weird about sleeping, like, at high elevation if you're not used to it so i'll just leave that i generally do find that like if i haven't slept at elevation for a while that first night or two is definitely like kind of stop and go (laughs) that's a good way to put it and i tell you what the folks that come to all the west next year in colorado are going to experience that all the west in colorado where yeah grand lake baby grand lake oh really oh yeah Dilo, you need to start working on this immediately for next year i'll take my family we're all going very good we'll all go what I'll totally go. Buzz kill. Just hang out. P.O.D., did you, kill. What are you, you do any walks? Bring your Buzz yard, too. Bring your yard, too. <laughs> <laughs> bring your landscape yard with you, man. Actually, I will bring, bring my McLeod. landscape yard. I'm not going to bring my McLeod. I'm going to bring my San Angelo ball. Wow. I'm going to put it in my ski racks, wow. man. I'm going to roll out to Grand Lake with a San Angelo bar and the ski racks and just hang out at the gathering with my San Angelo bar as a staff. That's right. Look you could for me. Be, Look for me next year at the gathering. You could be one of the, the presenters. Yes. And you could try to use the tool. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, we could do a demo. Yeah. yeah. I'll just start hacking up the floor. It's f- <laughs> at the venue, you can start break, <laughs> you can break planks. All right, P.O.D., did you go walking this month? Yeah. I did a few unexciting trips, and I did. Um, we did go up to that lake in the Sangres. I can't remember the name of it, of Stout. course. Creek Stout Creek Lake. I never, I'm not good with names, okay? Where's Stout Creek Lake? No. It's, a, it's um, actually near the town of Howard, if you're familiar. Yes. I am not familiar with Howard. It's about 15 miles from Salida, as if you were heading towards Canyon City on mm-hmm. Highway 50. And then you take you take a then, right. Yeah, then you go up some uh, Forest Service roads. and mm, Okay. Yeah, and then at some point, you can't so go any further. So the very northern edge yes. of the Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Cool. So we went up there, and it was really, it was actually quite nice. It's about 3,500 feet from the trailhead to the lakes. It's a nice pull. It's a nice climb, and we got up there, and it was a really nasty storm. So we were like, okay, we're not going to, we were, we were supposed to meet up with some friends of discos, but we are like, okay, we're not going to go up to the lake, which is above treeline, because we're probably not going to be hanging out in the pouring rain above treeline. It was really cold. So we hiked back down the tree line, and then it cleared out. So then we hiked back up there just in time to meet up with Disco's friends who were hike- decided to hike out because they set up their shelter incorrectly. And during the storm, their sleeping bag got wet. So they decided they were going to hike out that night. But it was still a really fun night. And um, we saw I saw the brightest rainbow I've ever seen in my life after the storm. It was so beautiful. Rainbow. A rainbow. And then... What does it all mean, man? I don't oh, know. It, it was double complete, too. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't know. It was really nice to camp up with the rain, and then it rained in the morning, so we were forced to sleep in and drink coffee in the tent. I don't know. It was very leisurely. I, I always find it kind of a fascinating thing, the hikers who have like really nice rain gear, and then as soon as it rains, they're like, oh, no, I'm not hiking in this. Well, I'm just going to stay in my tent. 
Yeah. Well, we didn't have to hike in it. We were just day hike. I mean, it was I'm right overnight. next to you, man. Come on. Yeah. We're oh. <laughs> anyway, that was my trip. Twinkle, did you, I, nice man? I saw you did a traverse between North and South Maroon, but maybe you don't want to talk about that. Is there any any one trip you'd like to speak on? Yeah, yeah. Last weekend I was right by you guys. I was in. Yeah, the, thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, you had other people, other guests, and I, you know. I we had your dad. You had my dad. And in, in the Salitis Estrangement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> estrangement. He still hasn't made oh, those wow. uh, <laughs> child support payments. Things are a little uncomfortable there, huh? A little bit. Okay, so so where were you hiking? <laughs> so I was in the uh, Collegiate Peaks Wilderness, which is a great time yeah. to be out there right now. The yes. fall colors, like you were saying, just blowing up. Popping right now in the Colorado high country. Going so, off. Yeah, we did... Hiked up to Elk Elkhart Pass, I believe. Which oh yeah, Elkhead Pass. Okay, Elkhead okay. Pass. And yeah, my wife did a few fourteeners. I went and did a few other mountains and met back up where we started. It was great. I was there just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Missouri Gulch. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's I went up Missouri and then I was going to do Iowa and Emerald, and I got up there and I was like, I don't know. It looked a little boring, so <laughs> I just turned around. I, it is kind of a little boring. It's a, a lot of tallest up there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got to Elkhead Pass and ran over to Magdalene Mountain, which is kind of fun. There's some really cool like uh, mining equipment yeah. there and old oh, shafts and stuff. Ancient junk, which we call history, apparently. Yeah, supposedly <laughs> leaving trash is a cool thing to do yes. in Colorado. But it's I, okay if it's so old. If, if it's, it's so old, old enough, then it's history. Yeah, it, that's it right. It ceases to become old industrial. I can't litter. wait till people are marking where my Cliff Bar wrappers are on maps. You know, to go see. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a Cliff Bar wrapper here. It's historic. <laughs> historic junk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Trail tip. There's, there's nobody here at the CMC Boulder offices, so I can yell as loud as I possibly can. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw a trail tip this month over to Twinkle. He wants to talk to us about maltodextrin. Yeah, tell us about your tip. Yeah, so I before I do this, i got to give a shout-out to Malto, the man, the legend. Oh, a, a guy with a trail name, Malto. Yeah. Who is this man? I don't know. Some, is he, I take it he's a no, fan of multidextrin? Nobody <laughs> really knows. Nobody, yeah. It's just interesting. So is that all he eats? In the woods? Like breakfast, lunch, dinner, he's just eating multidextrin. Yep. He works at Hershey's. I know that. That's that's it. That's oh, all I know. Oh, man. Okay. He works at Hershey's that says in Pennsylvania. So what what's the deal with Malto? So Malto is pretty much what I lived on for about six months. You Which, can buy it by the 50-pound bag. Okay, and is it like a powder? It it could come in a powder form, like flour, or it can come in a granulated form, like salt or sugar. What what, what form do you prefer? The granulated kind, like sugar. It's a little easier to mix with water. So what you do is you get a one-liter bottle. It's got to be a wide mouth, like a Gatorade or a two-liter from the West. Okay. You know that? Two liters in the west have wide mouths. Two liters in the east have... Oh, I didn't know that. Narrow, narrow. What's up with that? I don't know. I think that could be... A, there might be a lawsuit in there. Yeah. What, what, what is the implication? It, it's the amount of People in the west is. have wider mouths? What's up with that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm way off topic here. Uh, maltodextrin. So you, you, you put some powder in your bottle and you put some liquid in there? You put the there. powder in the bottle and shake the bottle and the maltodextrin get all dissolved in there. 
Exactly. <laughs> wow, Bill Cosby, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Who knew he was going to pop so in? So what are the nutritional benefits of maltodextrin? Yeah. None. Absolutely not. What does it, why would you live off of maltodextrin as opposed to food? Instant energy and really quick calories. So, so do you know goo? Have you, you know, if you run a race and you get one of those goo packets? Yeah, yeah, costs, yeah. yeah. It costs like $3 for one trails. of those little guys, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's maltodextrin. It's almost 100% maltodextrin. So the stuff hmm. that you get, is it flavorless or does it have some sort of like natural, or I guess not natural, but artificial flavor or i mean what what, what it, is the comment it's very sweet no no um additive. it's not like vanilla or chocolate or anything like that you can get it like that you can get it pre-mixed but it's easier you to might get, get it. sick of it yeah get it by the 50 pound bag of just <laughs> no flavor and add all sorts of different what flavors. do you have shelf life no. on it forever probably how do you add a probably flavor forever. how do you flavor it tang Absolutely tang. Uh, it's the best. There's no other way to do it but tang. What's so, the consistency when you mix it? Is it like goo? You can decide. So you can put it on how little or how much you want. I tend to go on kind of the thick side, so it's a little bit hard to take down a liter all at once. Okay. But you get oh, like 600 yeah. calories in a liter. So, 600 calories. So if you're through hiking, so... In 2014, I did my first through hike and lost a ton of weight, just like everybody else. Yeah. 2015, oh, I man. did the CDT. I did Malto. I heard about this legend, this man. Yeah. What he did. Some say. I follow. He's I f- a ghost. Yeah. I, I followed his scribes. He comes. <laughs> you, f- you, you found the, the Malto scribes. I did. I wow. found it. I followed it, and I kept all my weight. No kidding. On yeah. a CDT through hike. On a c- well, not through hike. Section all, all your weight, yeah. huh? All right. So I've got a one all liter. hundred pounds. I've got a one liter bottle here. Mm-hmm. How much water? How much tang? And how much granulated malto would you do? You mix in as your preferred method. So and this bottle is a Gatorade bottle, ladies and gentlemen. One liter standard G2. Gatorade bottle. There is a science to this. You put in a quarter of a liter. Okay. You add. So you pre mix it. To how you want it. I okay. did it with snorkel. Snorkel spent like all day sorting out malto in my room. It looked like cocaine. <laughs> hey so I got little cocaine bags of malto <laughs> and I just send them out to myself. And so so you, put, flies. You, you fill up a quarter <laughs> of the bottle with malto. Yeah. And then how much tank? No, you, oh, no, no, no. Not you much said quarter tang. liter. Quarter, of, quarter liter of it's water. It's a liter bottle. Yep. So quarter liter of water. water. So you okay. put the water in first. Then you put all of the malto in and all of the tang. But or how much is sweetener. that? What, yeah, how, how much malto are you putting? Um, you know, a sandwich bag, half a sandwich bag. Which kind? The Ziploc or the generic? Ziploc. Different sizes. Ziploc. That's a lot. Yeah, That's it's a, a lot. lot of malto. It's oh a lot, God. but it, it dissolves. So it's like a sugar, right? It dissolves and becomes a lot less than what it like packs a gel, as. and it doubles as a pillow on the trail. Oh, you can oh. sleep on your all malto. Right. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Right. Man. So and now, how, what if you put the malto on top of a cow pie? Then you'd have like the Extra craziest cushion. pillow. Okay, POD. What? Sorry. I, I'm and, and then it turns. It's like goo like consistency. <laughs> no, it depends on how much you put in. But yeah, I'm asking for you. For you. Sludge. For mine, the way I do it. Yeah, it's a little bit thicker than just drinking like liquid, mil- but not much. I can chug like it. Like a melted milkshake. Have you ever? Yeah, tried- like a melted milkshake, but even a little less. It's. Have you tried mm-hmm. any other flavorings like Gatorade or anything else in there? What Gatorade, about you could put does it, vanilla. Does it mix well, with whiskey. Vanilla, you could put milk in it whiskey well that was the other thing i was going to ask so you know clay he drink he likes to drink the weightless worm out of the backcountry which is tang and tequila mm-hmm. and i was thinking maybe you could do malto tang and tequila get your that, calories too and your buzz that's a recipe for barf <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> tang? might as well throw ramen in there too right 
<laughs> and some oats. Some split pea soup. <laughs> Whiskey. Malto. And some dehydrated beans, swami uh, style. And, oh. t- and some TVP. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that's Malto. So do you still do it? Now, now you said you did it for six months. But apparently, you got off the Malto. What happened? Yeah, so I don't do it as much anymore. I lost a tooth because it's to pure the... sugar. Yeah. Oh, I can't do this. Okay. I have terrible So teeth. I lost a tooth. I don't know if it's because of it, but probably because of it. Yeah. So, so there's repercussions. Oh there's God. repercussions. Yeah. So this, but is... you might have to ask Malto. I don't. Maybe do you, it's just. Do you me? really think know. he needed that tooth? Though? No, no. Which it, one I'm going ultralight on the teeth here. That's right. <laughs> Why it? stop with your gear? Yeah. Why right? not get a rib removed? <laughs> oh my gosh! I just want to say that maltodextrin is sometimes used in beer production to increase the specific gravity of the final product. This improves the mouthfeel of the beer, increases the head retention, and reduces the dryness of the drink. That's is your mind blown? Is your mind blown? I want to say my mind is so blown. I just want to play this. And that was our trail tip of the month, ladies and gentlemen. Maltodextrin. Tread at your own risk. Let's go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap this thing up. Don't go anywhere. We've got Twinkle in studio. We've got POD in studio. We've got D-Lo in studio. We've got Special 41 in studio. Disco's in studio. I'm also in studio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. show less gear more beer this month's show is sponsored by hiker trash are you hiker trash do you look homeless after a few months on the trail or a few hours Delo? do you bathe in grocery store bathrooms we are hiker trash and we make stuff for you buy through hikers for through hikers our hats and shirts look better dirty we make you look good or trashy on the trail or off and 5% of your purchase goes back to the trails. Shop now at www.wearehikertrash.com. All right, D-Lo, it's time for iTunes Top 5. It's your favorite segment. And the Onion's favorite segment. You know, I'm really not feeling it this month. <laughs> no? Nah. <laughs> no? I think we should go straight to mailbag. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. P.O.D.? Uh, sure. D-Lo, what's wrong? Can, can you talk into the mic? Nothing's wrong. <laughs> we uh, getting letters this month. Yeah, we did. Um, Can you you want to you want me to read it or what do you got? Should yeah. I should I start the segment over? Or what are no. we doing? I dear trail show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were prepared for this segment. I wasn't. I thought we were going to do mailbag and, or uh, yeah. No, I, shout out. Sorry, I, I called an audible. Mailbag with sponsors. Yeah. donators. I have just finished listening to episode fifty one. On the West Highland Way and loved it. I walked a route based on this very route the week after Mr. G and Snorkel and would echo everything they said in your show. Mr. G summed up the walk perfectly. Should your other listeners be planning such a walk, adding some great and in cases challenging off-trail excursions, they need look no further than the excellent guidebook, which is in parentheses, not close parentheses, the West Highland Way. So it's called not the West Highland Way by the esteemed Scottish guidebook author 
Ronald Turnbull. This guidebook describes mountain alternates for each section of the West Highland Way, offering a great opportunity to get away from the crowds. Okay. My favorite, spelled with a U, was the Black Mount Crossing. 13 miles, 5,000 feet of ascent, and three Monroes. Better still, there are pubs serving great beers at both the start and end Ooh. of this alternate with haggis. A Munro is a 4,000-foot peak in Scotland. Okay. Now the real reason for my message. I wonder if you could offer me some advice. Is my 40-liter, 10-kilogram pack with six days of food sufficiently large no. to call myself a true European? No, absolutely or not. Or should I Brexit? You should Brexit. Yeah, 40 liters? Are you kidding me? We... We encountered Europeans with 110-liter packs. This is from li- Trick, by the way. Well, Tricky, let me tell you what. <laughs> if you want to be true Euro style, you got to at least double that thing. Or, if not or you got to get some more kilograms on um, there. Yeah, or add, add a front pack. Add a front pack. Yeah, and, and your see. boots need to be up to your knees. <laughs> <laughs> we did see two 100-liter packs. One of them was 110 liters. But did they oh, have boots yeah. that went up to their knees? Yes. They did. Stuff tied to the outside. Of- oh, amazing! <laughs> so my, my favorite thing that I've ever seen uh, from a European hiker was, uh, y- have you ever seen an American hiker who gets a day pack and they strap it onto the outside of their, yes. their backpack? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, God. You know? Yeah. So I saw a European hiker with a pack that was like that, but it was designed to be like that. Oh. It was like <laughs> really designed to be like the the like completely separate strap on the back of your backpack backpack. Huh. For like the satellite pack. Do you know what they yeah. call that, Janine? Uh, they call it a, a, back. a bonus feature. I no, don't no, know no. what they call no, it. No, they call it a back of your backpack pack. Back of your backpack. <laughs> back. Back. A back backpack. Back of no, no, back, no. They just call it a back 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 back. So tricky. You gotta. You're gonna have to step up your game if you want to. Yeah. More kilograms. Yeah. yeah more you need kilograms. A back of the backpack. Pack. Once you go bigger stuff, go get an external frame pack for real. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. No. Osprey is good. You just. It's got to be huge. Huge. Yeah. Just whatever their biggest. Just. You, just go to the outfitter and be like, Hey, listen. What's the biggest pack you got? <laughs> and when they give you like a pack, just look at them and say like. Do you got anything bigger? <laughs> <laughs> can you order? Can you special order me a 150 any, liter pack? Can I sew two of these packs <laughs> together? Does this, uh, <laughs> does this have any like expandable compartments? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> actually, what I, I would think he's crying. What I would point, what I would point tricky to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to be here because I'm not part of this semi- but, segment. You know what? <laughs> Cement. There is there is a backpack that's larger than everything that's we're talking true. about. So that's so that's your backpack. Uh, <laughs> You've had it for years and it's never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Wrong. All right, we can't go, we cannot <laughs> go down that road. <laughs> we cannot talk about the whip snake. Bod, were there any other? Is missives? that Steve Clymer? That was Steve Clymer. I love Steve Clymer. <laughs> Le Crevasse. I know. That was it. Wait, are you kidding me? That's just the, one. That is the only. You know, it seems like between Deal and I, we can never get all the messages on the page. So that's all we got for this month. Okay. okay. How about a? Uh, you do don't want to make one up or something? No. Do we have any donors this month? Yes. Donators. Oh. Let me. Uh, donators. Let me just go ahead and turn the page here. Diane Pinkers. <laughs> Diane Pinkers. Pinkerstein. We got Diane Pinkers. 
These are our every month donors. Okay. Russ Kinder. Russ Kinder. Russ Kinder. Craig Gully. Gully. Justin Quality Knowles. Hell of a guy. Quality. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Gerard. David Vitti. Hey. Pasta cannoli. Stromboli. I think he works at that bakery where I got the cookies from today. Probably. Bola pasta. The Dolce Vita. Uh, Samuel Emery. Bored. Joshua. <laughs> wow. How dare oh. you. No, Emery Bored. Oh, like okay. F- nail yes. file. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Come on. Give Josh- a Joshua Bowden. Bowden. Bowdoin. Thank you, Joshua. Why did that derail everything? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, we have Gumi Bear, Bonard. who, by the way, provided some killer trail magic in the Cochitopa Hills on the CBT <laughs> over Labor Day weekend. I saw him on Galbraith just like a week ago. Yeah, he's always out there. <laughs> Gringo Madness. That Gringo is crazy. Local. North Cascades Hiker. Rudy. <laughs> Bobby Walters. Hey, Bobby Walters. Buddy Sesum. Sesum. Florida. Yeah. Jeffrey Caldwell, who was the one that sent us the web snake. So oh, we already brought it back. Yeah. back huh? Jason, leave him in the lurch, Dean. Leave him in the lurch. Yeah, Michael Chester. I feel like there's a story there that well, we're going to have to... I don't know. That's what it says. Next, next, if, if, if they, next time that donation comes in... Let's either have... Yeah, let's we get need the story to find out what's going on make there. It up. Okay. Uh, Mike, and then we have our one-offs. We have Michael Chester. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. Danny Dean. Danny, Danny Dean. all right. Dan Dean demo. And, Danny Dean. And also uh, Washpot, who left $40 in our washing machine. And bought our beer crisp tonight. 40. Yes. It's a good man. And the ice. So what and you're saying yeah. is that you were you, you're facilitating some money laundering? <laughs> 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 and uh, a shout-out to Mark Strobel, who has donated before. And happens to be the college roommate of someone I work with. What? And I was in the library, the school library at the elementary school shelving books, books, and a teacher came up and was like, Hello, Princess of Darkness. Whoa. Like, what? Uh oh. Worlds collide. Yeah, so anyway. A teacher said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and also, shout out to Homework, who sent me some great nostril photos of a horse. Switching gears here. Yes. I think that Tribe. By Sebastian Younger, which is the book we're going to talk about tonight. I think it's the most important book I've read in the last five years. Are you serious? I'm dead serious, dude, and i got to thank you for the recommendation because people may know of this author from The Perfect Storm, which was a New York Times bestseller. A movie was made about it. Well, this man, Sebastian Younger, has written a couple books since then, including this most recent one called Tribe, recommended to us by D'Lo. I read it on a whim because I was looking for something to read. And it's it's kind of a short read. I think today we can have a, a brief but good discussion about why there are parallels in this book for long-distance hikers, because I think there are. Well, I, I'm going to step out and say that the first parallel is our friend Sean... Sean Gobin from, from the Warrior oh, Hikes, yeah. right, exactly. who's taken all of the veterans out on the trails yep. and keeping them together and taking them hiking. So that when they come back to the USA after their tour, they're not alone. Exactly. And that's, and that's key. They're not alone. They're out doing something with people that have been in similar situations. And they're able to just assimilate to the American culture, get back into the American culture um, on a slower pace. Because they're not just 
okay, thanks for your service, your tour of duty. Yeah. Now here's your apartment in some urban area in the USA living all by yourself because that's what tribe is all about. It's all about reintegration reintegration yeah. and just exploring that communal bonding between human beings that has been integral to our humanness since dawn eternal yeah and i think but but going back to like the parallels of through hiking um there's there's a, a a thread in the book of he talks about the military and going to war and then he also talks about tribal communities and i think that the the uniform thread there is the shared suffering and so of course doing a through hike is not like you're suffering right it's well, awesome. It, I mean, you it, are, but it's self-inflicted right. stuff. Right, yeah. but that's the you thing. And, and so I think that that's, that's the parallel, I think, that, that through hiking gives people that they don't have in other parts of their life where you're, uh, it's like being on a team kind of where you're all doing the same thing. You all kind of have a similar goal. And everybody knows what it's like to hike in the rain and sleep in a damp bag and have your feet be cold and be hungry and be sick of your uh, malto that you've been drinking for <laughs> 10 weeks. <laughs> And these are these are minor, minor, minor sufferings compared to being in a war, war zone, yeah, right? Sure. But but the but the I think that the the feelings are the feelings you get from that are somewhat similar, where you sh- you have this shared intense experience with an intentional community. You know? And a lot of times, you you know, on trail, you have this trail family, yeah, uh, where you end up hiking with complete strangers that you've never met before in your life. And you walk, you know, a week, two weeks, a month, maybe even four months with these complete strangers. And they become, I mean, they become your family on trail. And they become closer than people that you've known all your life back home because of the shared suffering. Well, I think there's a certain amount of like, you know, you come back from intense experiences and part of you wants to still connect with that, right? And the only way to do that is through memory, which is lonely, or through other individuals who have gone through the same or similar experience. And that's the way I think that you're able to sort of, you know, keep that that experience relevant in your normal life is to be able to to share it in, you know, in your normal life with people who actually get it. And I'll just point out, like, the book really focuses on the military. Um, uh, younger, he kind of talks about how when military come home from a war zone, there's this existential loss of community. Uh, a lot of veterans feel deeply alienated and out of place. Uh, reintegration in a modern society is is a problem. And even, you know, he, he also talks about not just military, but like Peace Corps. So a lot of Peace Corps stints are 27 months, and he said the depression rates after Peace Corps volunteers come home skyrocket. As a Peace Corps volunteer or a veteran, like you said earlier, you're you're part of this like really intense community where you're all working towards a specific goal. A lot of times under duress and in stressful situations, and and then you come home. There's a scene in the Hurt Locker, which you know it's kind of an odd movie to bring up, but if you've seen Hurt Locker, there's a scene where he comes home from being a guy who who undetonates bombs, you know, roadside bombs in Afghanistan and Iraq. He comes home. And he finds himself in a cereal aisle in the U.S. And there's like 3,000 choices. And he's just standing there, you know, and you can see it in his eyes. Like, 
what the heck, what's going on? I just came from this place where there's bombs going off every day, and now I have 3,000 different choices for my cereal. And you could see, like, he feels completely alienated and just out of place. And, you know, I don't want to diminish the military or the Peace Corps in any way, but when you do a long-distance hike for four, five, six months at a time, and you're with your trail community, and then you come home, and you're no longer with those people that you've shared lightning storms with, where you've shared like these crappy shelters or you know bad weather or whatever it is, the shared suffering. Everything. Everything. All of a sudden, you feel completely out of place. You feel alienated, and you just kind of feel lost. Yeah, I think there's there's also the sort of two components there, right? Like first of all, you've got your identity for the last several months has been like hiker, you know. And and there's been the identity and the purpose and the community, right? And when and when you go from that to all of a sudden like your your identity is is different, right? You're going back to maybe back to or maybe while you've been out there you've decided you're going to go in a different direction, and so you're going to be like having to freshly reform your identity again in some way, um, or at least the way that you view your identity. And then you, all of a sudden, all of the, the community, they're all gone, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, maybe you've got them on social media. Maybe you're, you're talking to them here and there and whatnot. But, I mean, like, you're, you, there's not that, like, daily active part of, the, of your life anymore. So I think, like, sort of losing, losing that identity, losing that purpose, losing that community, like, all at the same time is just... I think that's why you, you see people that, you know, we talk about reentry um, yeah. in, in the distance backpacking world. And I think it's a very real thing. And I think there's actually even another layer on top of it, which is that um, when you're out there pushing your body physically for long periods of time, you kind of become like a little bit of a happy brain juice addict, right? Sure. You know, you're used to, the to your body. Yeah, like producing so much of that. And to go from like sort of an all-day, everyday endorphin high to to not... You know, you're, I think, very seriously having like a chemical withdrawal and then a certain amount of like brain imbalance that kind of goes along with that as your, as your brain chemistry goes, oh, wait, I guess I'm not doing this whole like endorphin overload anymore. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was interesting about the book was the specific kind of calling out of American culture, whereas in, in many other countries, even today, you know, he talk, spoke specifically about Israel where everybody does military service and nobody would ever say thank you for your service because everybody has been in that community at some point and they've all experienced it and they all understand each other. And so I just thought it was interesting to think about um, American culture and kind of, yeah, I feel like it's relevant with everything that's going on right now in, 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 in America and, and how... We are such individualists. I mean, that's one of our values. Individuality yeah, is one of yeah. our values. Individualism is just like what it's all about. It's yeah. like tribe is not about being an individual. No. Yes, you may be an individual. You may have your own feelings and thoughts, but you are a member of something that's much greater than you. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I feel here like in America, it's if you're a member of something that's much greater than you, you kind of take that as... Uh, as a negative thing, it's kind of like, well, no, I'm an individual. I'm I'm above all this. I'm not part of that. I'm I am who I am, and it's like that's not what human beings have been doing right. since eternity. It's yes. like human beings have been part of 
a group that survives together. Well, and, and even even I think the the concept of individualism in America is not because um, I, I don't think individualism itself is a bad thing, no. right? But I think that we, we don't have a sort of the context for for the individual in modern society, right? You know, you have to you kind of have to work hard to sort of find your place. Um, your yes. context because you don't it, it doesn't just sort of come you know I also thought it was interesting when he talked about times when there's been crises and what what naturally happens whenever there's a crisis pretty much anywhere it just seems like if something happens like people are going to band together and work it out I don't know he actually gave a, a really interesting example of a woman he met in Sarajevo back in 93 oh, 94 yes. this woman had ended up having surgery on her leg with no anesthesia because there wasn't anesthesia to be had <laughs> during that time. But uh, he interviewed her after the fact, um, like in the last couple of years, and he said that uh, she said during the war they were better people. They helped each other. They lived more closely. And she said, now things are peaceful again. We live in a wealthy society. Everyone lives for themselves, and everyone's depressed. I think there's definitely so, sort of a duality and 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 a kind of unexpected uh, effect there. Yeah, I mean, and you see it oftentimes in, in like, natural disasters or, you know. Sure. I mean, it's... it's Post-9-11. I, I feel like it's, yeah, I mean, that's... Again, there's, like, tons and tons of examples. You, you, you I think of, like, volunteer firefighters. Right. You know, and there's yeah. sort of that same kind of ethos at work there. And I, I do think that when we are faced with the things that are tough, the things that are hard, it does make you sort of more appreciative and, and more generous. You know, it's September, knocking on October, it's in a hiker season. There's a lot of long-distance hikers that are going to be getting off the trail in the next couple of weeks if they haven't already. You know, if you're, if you're trying to wrap your brain around what it is that you're feeling, go check out this book. It's yeah, called Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Get it. I checked it out at my local library. Get it however you get books. It's everywhere. And it's well worth a read, especially if you are a long-distance hiker. I think you'll get it. I just think there's so many parallels to the end of the long-distance hiker season. Completely. It's like, here I am. I'm done with this four-month hike. Back to reality. Back to having to work for a living, you know, pay for a roof over my head type of thing. And and there's that alienation of that society, that individualism that is part of America that you will feel when you finish your hike. And this book addresses some of that. All right, folks, we're going to completely switch gears here. Mr. Delo. you got a couple of Ask a Hiker questions. Yeah, we month, got yeah. the iTunes top five tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I got five <laughs> best reviews from the iTunes tonight. I'm going to read them to you. Oh, you're doing iTunes top five, huh? I am not. Okay. That's just a joke. <laughs> what? Here we are with question number one. I got on excited. Ask I mean, I've got segment. iTunes music. If you, if you need is me to... Is this sw- the iTunes music? Yeah, this is iTunes music. Yeah. Go ahead, please. So here we are. Ask a hiker. Question number one. I'm going to start with uh, question number two tonight, just to mix things so, up. So maybe do two first and then do one last. Yes. Okay. I've got, I've got a personal question to add into these. Okay, oh, so we'll do number three. Nice. We got okay, number three good. coming up after question two, then one, then number three. Okay, That's very right, good. ladies and gentlemen. That's tonight's <laughs> order. So here we go. Dear Mr. D'Lo, when I decided to write you with an Ask a Hiker question, I thought carefully, how could I introduce this? A very simple question with an unnecessarily long and rambling introduction. But I digress. Okay. P.O.D. be warned. Recently, 
Yes. Reading that your next edition <laughs> of the Sorry, world's folks, best you fell asleep there. <laughs> Dude, though, would you like to would you like to start that again, please? Okay. Recently reading that your next edition of the world's best backpacking podcast will feature the West Highland Way as your trail Oda month caused me great joy. I recently walked this very trail setting out the week after your esteemed guest and I look forward to hearing their thoughts. I live in the southwest corner of England, and despite having walked in Scotland on many occasions in the past, I the part, it was not until this summer that I had spent any significant amount of time walking an official trail. My trip to Scotland had been long in the planning, for like POD, I am a teacher, so my trips are based around school holidays. Furthermore, my holidays are mostly given over to running daddy daycare trademark for my awesome kids. Hence, in recent years, my trips have been limited to Moorish Microadventures, which you can read about on the website of the same name. That's right, MoorishMicroadventures.com, I presume. I go there all the time. excellent mother-in-law came down to take over children daycare duties for the week I was away. Hey, is there a question here? What are we doing? It's coming. I got a couple more paragraphs till I get to it. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a time constraint on my trip. I'm not sure if you heard the first part here. I digress. (laughs) Wait a minute. Where are we? Is there a question? What's going on? I'm looking for an unnecessary long and rambling introduction, but I digress. Okay. Okay. So here we are. I'm... Question, uh, paragraph number five. The long and the short (laughs) of it was that I walked too far, too fast on the first afternoon evening, which featured a lot of hard-packed trails and road walking. I really should have slowed down and considered what would Curtis Ware have done. Yes. But the damage was done overnight. Like mushrooms, the two most excellent blisters had grown in the balls of my feet. I named them Harold and Arthur. <laughs> the next day, blisters, names for blisters Theo and Bella joined the party and kept me company all the way to Fort William. This leads me to my question that I would like to ask a hiker. What advice can you give to avoid starting the trip foot thrashing? I have tried to embrace the brutality by carrying a light pack and did try rubbing bacon fat on my feet, <laughs> but had forgotten that this so is recommended for treatment of monkey butt. Your esteemed suggestions would be most greatly received. Cheers, Tricky. P.S. Your podcast has been a most grateful received pick-me-up, an inspiration on many a cold gray morning as I commute to work. Beers, trails, and nonsense, the true meaning of life. To you all, <laughs> thanks so much for a great entertaining show. Oh, my God. Wow. Now, wait a minute. Tricky, you read something from yeah, Tricky in the memo. He got he two letters. He the? tricked us. He tricked. It, hence his charm. I, I had to read that because of the very first paragraph, which I will repeat yeah, one more repeat time. Yeah, please repeat it, Dilo. Please. <laughs> How could I introduce this? A simple question with an unnecessarily long and rambling introduction. That right there has led me to read this letter to you tonight, listeners. Duck tape. So, so okay. Tricky's question, Ooh, if I may paraphrase. Not get blisters yes. on how the balls of your blisters? feet. Duct tape. <laughs> is, is that it? Well, I mean, if you're going to go out there and start pounding pavement, you know, more. If you're going to go out there and pound pavement and you're not in shape to pound pavement, the bottoms of your feet get really hot. So you know put what? some duct tape I, on there. Honestly, my opinion as someone who's only got, and man, I'm jinxing myself on this. I need some wood. But, uh. I've only got one one blister in. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey now, <laughs> I really set myself up. For that. You, you kind of walked right into it. I've only got one blister in thirteen thousand miles of hiking. 
That's so your opinions are invalid. I, but but let me just say this. My my opinion, my invalid opinion is that if you're getting blisters, you have a footwear issue. Either your shoes are too small, your socks are too thick, or maybe you just got off the couch with no training he, or preparation or all. That's what he said. So if you're going to get off the couch and get on there. He got off the couch and did a 27-mile day but not on in pavement. Oregon. But not on pavement. It's different. It, yeah, I, but he's on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, w- my suggestion would be maybe you need bigger shoes or thinner socks. I, or I or, tend to, th- to agree. I mean, like usually I think that most of the time when you get blisters, um, well, with the exception of sometimes you get crap in your shoe and then you don't take yeah. it out, and that can certainly lead to those ones like underneath the front of the foot. Did he say but where the blisters were? The balls the of his feet. Uh, dude. On the balls? No, yeah. but he, he, he named them all. There was like Harold and Maude. Well, that doesn't but where were the they? Where on the foot? I, what if I, Tricky I is know. a she? Well, he's talking about Bella. daddy daycare, though. Yeah, daddy daycare. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on, he, Twinkle. He, he, Weren't you listening? He, he said daddy daycare. What, and and what Twinkle, the? his blisters' <laughs> names are Harold, Arthur, Bella, and William. Hey, he said he was from the South. Well, what, I think, well, right. what I think he probably should have done was it was the first one, Harold. Harold he probably should have murdered Bella. Harold viciously, and that would have... Sh- Kept the other well, ones don't from, you, like, from showing up. Well, don't you like your blisters with a with a needle that you like burn under your lighter and then? Yeah, but I think his question is more about how to, how avoid, to avoid them. It. In the so first I think place. I think to avoid it, a you got to make sure that your your socks are good. You don't want you don't want cheap socks or socks that don't fit well. Yeah. They they Some can't Walmart they can't be too socks. tight and they can't be ones that are going to be so loose that they start bunching up and like rubbing in funny spots. They like can't be an inch or something. Thick. So. Um, what? What? Right, so what? Also, oh, I was just making sure you're paying also, attention. <laughs> I heard that. Trail show hosts. And also, he needs to take breaks. Yep, breaks. Yeah. And, and, and at feel, those breaks, take your shoes off. And yeah. elevate your feet. And if and you, you ever feel, feel a this, hot spot, stop. Take immediately. Off your shoes. Yep. Address it. If you feel Put a hot spot, duct tape on, duct tape take on it. off your shoes, find the hot spot, Put some moleskin, some duct tape around it such that the area is no longer being irritated. And then continue on in lieu of ducks duct tape and moleskin can i recommend a product called body glide which is an anti-friction reducer well, it sort I, of looks I, like a stick of deodorant I and it is worth its weight in gold carry tricky carry had it. tricky had a uh, tupperware container filled with bacon grease well you know so i actually uh, almost almost got a blister show. on uh, on my my hike this last month okay and uh when I took off my shoe, I realized what was happening was there was that little extra bit of fuzz on the sock, and it was like rolling up into a little, you a know, lint ball. Yeah, a little lint. It wasn't even a ball; it was more like a, so a long, a long <laughs> turd-shaped thing. Uh, I put it back in there and saw if I could make myself get a sweet blister. Wait, you put it in there so that you wouldn't oh, get I a blister? stuck it right. No, I I, uh, I felt some sort of a hot spot developing. I stopped and immediately, yeah. like, when I took off my sock, <laughs> found that. So it's like... No way. And then as soon as I put it back on, totally good. Dude, it's tricky. That's your answer, man. There you it is. So, Boom, bam. You've heard of stop, drop, and roll, tricky. you got to stop, stop, drop, and stop and figure sock. out why your blisters are Stop and are check forming. for sock rolls. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just and stop, I put, a, I put man. a piece of duct tape on my pinky on the Sierra High Route the first day. Yeah. And I didn't take it off until I was finished with the trail. 
and all the skin was dead on my toe. It was kind of gross. It had to peel. I, I, I'm 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 so itching to recommend a specific brand of shoes and but that's socks. Not but with your balls. But, but I'm not going to do that because we don't talk about gear and on the show. With the balls of your feet. The no, balls I, of your it's feet. all about the balls of your feet. It's all about the balls. <laughs> and you, I'm telling you, you there is a, there is a specific <laughs> brand of shoes. Puma. Puma. That will help. Fibas. Anyway, um, Dilo, did you have any more questions? Uh, I do. Yes. Question number one on tonight's Ask a Hiker segment is... No, Not to be no, confused no. with question two, which already <laughs> happened. Dear Ask a Hiker. We're going back in time. I've got no. a hiker ethics question for you all to weigh in on. Ethics? Here's the scenario. You are on a rugged, obscure, long-distance trail. You're on the middle of a grueling 135-mile section, and at a very remote wilderness trailhead, you come upon a lone pickup truck with a cooler in the back and no one around. What do you do? Choice number one. Keep oh, wait walking. a minute. This is multiple choice. Yes. Okay, go. Choice number one. Better chances. Can you read choice number two first? No. <laughs> Keep walking. You have willpower and morals of steel. Choice number two. Look through the cooler and slyly take a few things that you don't think will get noticed, like a banana, apple, candy bar, and soda, all items that had more than five each. You leave the beer untouched since you know that will be noticed. You conclude that you can get away with it, and if it does not get noticed, no one ever knows this trail you are hiking, so you don't feel like you are bringing shame upon the hiker community. You have low morals, but a full belly. Choice number three, eat everything in accordance with proper leave-no-trace practices. Bury the garbage at least six inches deep. Leave a note on the cooler signed by the Forest Service saying that the food and the beer has been confiscated due to improper barriers. <laughs> Go with that one. Uh, I like four. that. Just, Number four. Yeah. Eat everything and scatter the torn up trash and cooler everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a bear got into it. Make sure it looked like a bear did, in fact, get to the cooler. <laughs> you got you to gotta tear that cooler apart. <laughs> Thanks. I love the show and would like to donate some ice to you. Huh? Buck 30. Whoa! <laughs> hey, buck 30. 30. Wow. He wants Brian. to give us some ice, man. Buck 30, if you want to give us some ice, you got to send us dry ice. And it needs to be sent via USPS. And it needs to be very specifically packaged. If you would like to donate dry ice to us, please contact me offline and I will in- supply you with instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to the question. How are those speech patterns over there? Okay, wait a minute. So we've got multiple choices here. Should we so should we go so in the room? It's it's do nothing. It's yeah. take a little bit skim off like the top. Maybe skim so off you the top. Won't be noticed. The third option is to is to steal it all and pose as a ranger <laughs> and leave a note leave from a note. the ranger. And the fourth option is to steal it all and pose as a bear and <laughs> fling it all everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! Let's start with Twinkle. I'm and curious. Take a dump in the cooler. What would you do? <laughs> well, well, Buck Thirty and I are kindred spirits. For one, we're both uh, CPAs. Oh, hey now, so oh, that's he, right. Okay. We, that's we, why he cataloged everything in the in the cooler. He's actually our our accountant for the trail show. Is he? Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. like the cool he's, guy he's, on retainer. He's, he's on retainer. retainer. he's on retainer. He's also our crack lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely go with three. Oh, you would. So you oh, would yeah. you would take it all and leave a leave a note posing as a as a ranger yeah. saying we had to confiscate all this. This is not L T. Pull, pull the full Lance Armstrong, like do the wrong thing <laughs> and then blame the person and make them feel bad. Oh boy. <laughs> you can send all hate mail to twinkle at twinkle.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Um, okay. So, so you would put Wait. special. What would you do here? I mean, like honestly, honestly, I'd leave it alone. So, but, a, but like the, I mean the, the prankster in me feels like feels like I I feel like I'd probably go with 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 option C, just because you still get like a good An- good prank boat. effect going going there, huh? and, and then you're not like leaving 3D? trash everywhere. I would probably uh, do choice number A. Keep walking. You have willpower and morals of steel. Although I am tempted, as a beer drinker and one who really likes the taste of beer, to drink one beer and leave a very sympathetic note saying, "I am very sorry. I saw your cooler, and I saw all this beer in it, and I'm hiking this 135 mile route of grueling trail, and I drank one of your beers." My name is Mike DiLorenzo, and <laughs> oh, you can contact address. me at such and such. Here's my address, and I will pay you back like tenfold. Thank you for the beer. I, I might do that. I might just drink one of their beers. I probably wouldn't eat any of their mm. food. Probably, but yeah. actually, I'm more at, I'm more apt to lean towards a because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna screw with somebody's stuff, man. I'm not I'm not gonna do that because I know mm. how I would feel if somebody did that to me. Can can, can I take? I I want to go back and you want to an revise option. your answer. I want to go to option E, which is. Uh, just go ahead and hang out and yeah. chill, and then when they co- them and then when they back. come back, Yogi the shit out of that. <laughs> That's hey, like yeah, oh, I saw a raccoon trying yeah. to get into that cooler over there, and, and I fended them off, trying man. to come back. And I was yeah, like, man, I didn't, I didn't you, know it was in you there. You didn't but see I me wrestling this sure raccoon. I was wrestling this raccoon nice, for a couple beer. hours, man. This raccoon was like dead this, set. See these scratches on my legs? Yeah, man, I was wrestling a raccoon that was trying to get into your cooler. Look at me, man. I've been rolling around. So yeah, I'm changing mine to option E. Yogi and blame it on the raccoon. Been and, wrestling and a raccoon for like three up with your hours. spork. Yeah. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Self inflicted. <laughs> Pod. Weigh in on this. Where, what would you do? Uh, I'm pretty sure I would do A. Although, if I were by myself, I would be really tempted to take like one thing. But if I were with Disco, I would definitely do A because he keeps me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> well, you're not prepared to hear what I'm about to say. No. Okay. I think I would do A. I think I think it would. Okay. Hey, I would do option F since since you've already laid out alternative the first alternative which would be option E. Option F is if there were four beers of le- four beers or less, I would take one. If there were eight beers or less, I would take two. And here's what I would do. Forget about the food, not interested. What? Um yeah. Candy bar? Come on. Forget about uh, it. W- are there like foods that could maybe entice you? A grilled steak on the side of the trail, but that's not happening because homeboy's not at the truck. So here's what I would do. I would actually take the beer out, assuming that it's bottles. I would pop the top. I would consume all of the beer, and then I would put the top back on, <laughs> and I would place the beer back in the exact same location <laughs> from which I found water. it. Empty or filled with water. No, I would urine. No. no. <laughs> now, if there were if there were more beers, say eight beers, I would do a second beer in the same manner. So essentially, everything looks the same. Nothing's been moved. There's no trash on the ground. There's nothing. You know, you're not lopping and scattering bags and Cheetos and bottles. Cheetos. And and you know, so what happens? This guy comes in to drink his beer. He picks up one. He's like, "This is odd. This one weighs a little less." And then he pops the top. And he's like, "Wow, Ballast Point, man! What the heck? They gave me a beer with 
with no nothing in with it. With nothing. <laughs> Did hey, not happen. Hey, this is the leave no trace approach, and this is the approach that I would take. All right. I think we need to ask a question. What would Buck 30 do? Yeah, did um Oh did yes, did Buck 30 actually weigh in? Yes, once? he did. After the discussion, you can reveal that hypothetically it might have chosen option B, which is look through the cooler and slyly take a few things that you don't think will get noticed. Ah, he that said is. I think it's interesting he said hypothetically because uh-huh. and I guarantee you Mr. Buck 30 made a decision. And I oh, bet yeah, you. this has happened to Buck 30, and he's like, I'm really hungry, <laughs> and there's this cooler food, and I know that these yokels don't need it all, and I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Because he's Buck 30. All right, and, now. And it's not a counting season. It, that's right. We, had, we actually have a third question, which is not on Delo's sheet, but it's actually from Stephen Twinkle Shattuck here. What, what's Shatty! your question? Shaddy, yeah. what's, your, what's your question? So what's I got to start this by giving a shout out to my man. Twiggy the alien, who just finished the CDT. Big em ups, Twiggy. Right on, yeah. Twiggy. Right on. Twiggy, triple crowner. It was his last one. Way alien to go. Nation. Alien yeah. Nation. So, get this. He did the entire triple crown. He's a young guy. He's probably in his mid-20s. He did the entire triple crown in an external frame backpack. What? Is he okay. the last person to triple crown in an external frame backpack? The answer is no. You don't think so, Dila? No, there'll be there'll be the whole wave why, of hipster hikers. Yeah, why wouldn't there be they, more? They'll all be using the external frames. External frames are know. not going to be obliterated from the universe. With their beard oil. Yeah, but <laughs> can, like, is any company selling these now? Can you actually? You can actually still get them. Yeah, yeah. I think actually Kelty makes one. Just go. There's a website out there. It's called eBay. There's also yeah, but like I don't know if people are triple crowning an external frame. Triple crown, yeah, man, just go for it. The entire I, triple. I crown. knew a couple of brothers who did the whole PCT in external frame packs. I but mean, they, he's saying is know. he is he the last one to do it? Do you think? No way, because it's only thirty three percent. If if you think that he's the last one to do it, then you will be the next one to do it because you need to seek fame. I'm sorry, Twiggy. Yeah, sorry, Twiggy. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe he holds the record temporarily, just like our good friend Speedgoat. Held the AT speed record for oh, about 18 oh, so hours. Yeah. 18 hours and then... Sorry, buddy. Or yeah. over here, Junaid holds the OKT for the 14ers through hike. No. Uh, no. no. Oh, That's yeah, his incorrect. Buddy, his buddy yeah. also, him and his buddy no. held the OKT. Well, no, because we, we found out after the trip that there were a couple of guys... I think Dila was already asleep that during had, that podcast. ...had done uh, pretty close to the same thing in 1985. We do have the FKT... Temporarily, when we, when we did it, we until t- Scott Jurek you know. comes around because he just lost his record and he needs to gain needs something to- <laughs> else to bring him back, to bring him back to legitimacy. <laughs> I want to see some. <laughs> He's good, and you know what? He's going to pop champagne on the top of Mount Albert, and they're going to nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to. <laughs> Oh, Dilo just dropped them. <laughs> he just threw the mic down. Oh, man. I think it shattered, too. <laughs> Look at that thing. It's like and a- now he's strangling a Wookiee? It's, a mini, it's like a mini Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I have more Ask a Hiker questions. Too bad. It's time to be done with that. All right, we got a gear review this month. Oh yeah! So we're talking ten stakes. But we I have like I have like six more. Ask a hiker questions. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on a bonus show. 
We're, which we're going to record immediately. We'll, we'll, only, we'll only let you read those if you stay awake till the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at least stay awake through like an entire question. <laughs> I mean, that's baby steps. Uh oh. We're, we're losing POD. Oh my God. Oh man. It's too much. Do you, do you need the monster mic? No. Okay. I'm already a monster. monster. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about tin steaks. Yeah, man. So, you know, uh, we, we decided after la- after lots of feedback that people really wanted to, to hear some, some gear reviews. Yeah. But if we're going to do them, like, let's do it right. You From know? the ground up. From the ground up. So we're starting with tent steaks, and we'll be covering tent steaks for a little while until, we, until we've, like, really gotten a good sampling of, of, of tent steaks. And then we'll move on to some more advanced pieces of gear. <laughs> So this month's tent steak is made by MSR. Uh, MSR makes a, it's called the needle steak. Um, and it is basically uh, sort of, and again, we'll put up a picture of this on the, on, on the webpage. But there's, a, it's basically a square in cross section. I'm sorry, Dilo's drooling. <laughs> Dude, we have lost Dilo special, please. Dilo, please, please focus. We're doing tent, tent steak reviews, please. Dilo, please, thanks. Special love to you. These tent stakes, uh, the MSR needle, square in cross section. These are about six inches long, uh, and they have uh, a little bit of a notch cut out of them at the top uh, to catch your cord. They look like knitting needles. They kind of do, yeah, yeah, mm. a little bit like knitting needles. That's true. Maybe that's an ultralight tent stake we could review on a future. But don't let me derail. Sorry, please. Uh, in any case, um, these can be great tent stakes uh, for getting into um, difficult ground because they don't bend very much. Um, usually they just snap <laughs> right in half, <laughs> just pretty much right now, yeah, or, or the top will break off, uh, rendering it not really a tent stakes, more like a campsite decoration that you stick in the ground. Okay. Um, so I, I, I do recommend them for uh, campsite decorations. If they come <laughs> with your tent, I, I suppose you should use them till they all break. Did you just say campsite decorations? That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Let's rock out. <laughs> campsite Let's decoration. Do it. Campsite decoration. Campsite decoration. You got the campsite decoration. Campsite decoration. Campsite decoration. Dilo's holding his mic like a flute. <laughs> it's better than what he was doing to it earlier. Whoa. <laughs> hey, now. Cen- censored. Censored. Holy moly. <laughs> okay. All what right. kind of decorations? What do you mean by that? I mean, you know, you can just arrange them around in... in Interesting patterns, or or uh, okay, I, I get it. You know, you just like uh, put it somewhere so you can kick it in the middle of the night. That's always fun when you're like, oh, I'll just go outside barefoot to pee; it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And what's great is that once you've broken off that Can't top notch of the of the uh, of, of the tent stake, it's, it's sharp. sharp. Yeah, oh then God. then you can Camps use it to stab yourself in the foot. Decoration, which is totally so awesome. Ain't been born. And his mama's already dead. I knew a guy in 2006 who bought a bunch of mouse traps in Washington. And yeah. And he would send them up around his tent. Yeah. And uh, he'd catch quite a oh few no. mice. Oh, actually. no, I know where this is going. Yeah, so he would arrange these mice carcasses artfully. Um, oh, I thought you were going to stepped on one of them. No, and, and he was like a day ahead of us for, you know, a, a week or so in Washington. And, and we could identify his campsites by the artfully oh, he, arranged he mouse carcasses. Oh, he left the carcasses there? Yeah, yeah. 
Although I guess uh, he did tell us that at one point uh, he caught a mouse in the middle of the night. He heard the, the trap go. And then, and then he woke up in the morning and it was totally gone. Trap and mouse. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like a fellow hiker is more likely. Yeah. Yes. All right, folks. I ate the mouse trap. I ate Wait, is the that, mouse trap. Oh, there's I that certain the groove in the, in the music. It's like... This is the part of the show where we end the show. Oh, thank God. man. Look at that. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Twinkle for schooling us on the Beartooth High Route. Thank you. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to it two times. And of course... Twice. Thanks a million to all our PayPal monthly donors. And Washpot for leaving that 40 bucks at our house. Campsite donations. And to our show sponsor, POD. Yes, we were sponsored today by Hiker Trash. Did you section hike, sit on the couch and eat Cheetos, build a wall in your backyard? We've got some goods for you. We are Hiker Trash and so are you. Check out our trucker hats, visors, shirts, and more on our website at www.wearehikertrash.com. I love it. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at Trail Show, on Facebook and Instagram at The Trail Show, on Stitcher Radio, <laughs> Google Play, <laughs> and of course on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at LAWTONG. <laughs> DLO, who is, is yawning, is at DLOW. You can, can also be reached at yawn at thetrailshow.com. <laughs> POD is at Felicia Darkness. Special is at Junaid Daoud. And Twinkle is on Instagram at Shattuck311. Shattuck. Shat. Another trail show has... Shatluck. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't shed your tears. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, D-Lo, Special 41, and Twinkle, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Chat. Adios. Bow. Shark. Shat. Luck. Got that motto on that poop and he got it out of a pillow. That's a show. Rap. Right on, man. Right on. I'll be there, Moses. Quit in there. Powder in the bottle and shake the bottle and the next one get all dissolved in there. Beers, trails, and nonsense. The true meaning of life.